Okay, hello everybody. Today's podcast I have as my guest Omar von Mueller. And um, I, I will let him introduce himself as always I do, just so I don't miss some things. Um, we've been trying for quite some time to make this happen and finally the stars aligned. So here we are. I'm going to pass the mic to Omar. Uh, just kind of, I know, I, I know the people that listen to my podcast, some people are very, very aware of who you are and what you do. And I'm sure some people are not. I should say before we even started, even in um, um, like my school for dog trainers, mm-hmm. I have a bunch of clips of you, especially when we're talking about shaping and talking about some, some specific dog training approaches. You know, you mm-hmm. always come to mind and a very good example. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so. While, uh, um, just give me, give me a little bit about yourself. I'm going to make one ready for the big event because I'm so happy. Okay, I don't have that one. Okay, good deal. Uh, well, my name is Omar Van Mueller. Uh, as you all know, professional dog trainer. Been training dogs since I was a tiny little kid. Uh, never went to college right after high school. When, uh, when I moved to Miami, then I found out that you could become a dog trainer and make a living out of it. And uh, 19 years old and uh, never looked back doing this for over 40 years. And uh, it's just something that I really, really, really like. It's something that I just, my passion is my love. I find myself very, to be very successful at what I do. And when I mean successful, I don't mean about making money. Some people, that's what they want. But I define being successful as something that you like, you enjoy, you live. And the day you die, if I, I probably be probably that that I probably gonna have a dog next to me. So, it, in other words, I had a great life. I enjoyed every second of it, and it's all because of dogs. That's that's just pretty much what it is. And animals. I, I like to play with different animals today. Yeah. But many dogs. Yeah. So we, you and I, it's weird how we we go we cross paths in a very crazy way. Like you, you would be. In Miami, I'm in California. You moved to California. I moved to Florida. Yeah, yeah. Right about the same time, always. Um, you did. You did some something with the police dogs back in the early '90s, right? Then, mm-hmm. then you did some schutzhund. Then you did some ring sport. I mean, you you did a lot of the working sport yeah. protection dogs, right? Yes, yes. And I loved it. Yeah. So, yeah. And so, how? Where was that? shift what what something clicked and you really really got into the 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 pet tricks and the shaping and right. the movies well, and I mean, I mean the uh since i was a kid that's what i loved i mean lassie renton all the shit that they did i will go out and teach my dogs everybody knows it. I, I tell the story all the time but uh since i was a kid that's what i did i loved it loved, loved all kinds of different behaviors on dogs even when I started training shoots and my Malinois and everything, they, they knew all kinds of tricks. So it's just uh, it's just a way of uh, playing with the dog, getting the dog to understand you and, and have a good connection and, and, and do different things. You know, it's just like I said, I love the sports, but but I also love to do different tricks. You know, like like when we did uh, well, with my dog Carlo, we were doing tracking. Uh, this, this dog never learned to track with food. Never, ever. 
Everything that I, all the tracking that I did with him was with toys, bearing toys and retrieving toys. And so it became a really cool thing that he really liked. And he was a 100, 100 point tracker and he was methodic because I was burying the object. So, so he really had to search for, for, the, for, the, yeah. for the object and he will retrieve it. So it doesn't matter what kind of, uh, that was his reward. His reward was to get the, the object and bring it to me, show it to the judge and keep going. So it was, it was different, but it was fun. You know, like doing the blinds. I used to teach a dog to go around the blind 20 times, you know, just go stay barking around the blind and come back. So just doing different things that, that they were fun, not just for me, but for the dog. Right. And different well, things is a very, very good way to say it because it's like a, you know, just just staying in the structure all the time versus mm-hmm. opening a door and, and freeing yourself and experimenting and and doing something right. the way your brain, you, you're trying to, okay, how would I do it? I know how everybody else would do, but how would I do it, right? That's what it is, yeah. It's just try to look outside the box and, and figure a different way. You know, it's like, I, I never... I mean, I've seen a lot of trainers and do different things, but I like I like to think my way of doing something. If I see a dog doing something, oh, that's a really cool trick. But I really don't want to know how this person did right. it. I, I want to figure out how I'm going to do it. It's, it's come to, and, and I'm going to try to make it different. I don't like to copy behaviors. I like to make them a little bit different. Eh? And I like to make them better. Let me just put it that way. If I see something, doing the dog doing something, I want to do it but I want to make it better. So I'm going to try to figure out how to do it. And most of the time it works. Sometimes, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you think that doing something is, that's how it's going to be. And, and it turns out that it's not, but in the process you learn how to do it. And so, and you learn something that you didn't know that it was going to happen. And then, then it's, uh, it's usually a pretty good success. It's just because you're playing with the dog's head and you're learning at the same time. So. Yeah. So how, um, then, I'm, I'm going to have a lot of questions. How, how, I know you start pretty early with, I mean, when you have a chance, right? When you have yeah. a, a chance, you would start with a very young puppy and you already would expose him or her. Uh, but you, you've done it with really with so many different breeds and so many different ages. And it's hard to, um, I mean, anybody that doesn't know, you should just go to, we will post the links to your YouTube videos and social media. I mean, there is no, like I can say, I, I cannot think of a trick that you haven't done. And there is so many cool ones that are really your own trademarks, your own flavors. Right. And right. Um, so when you, when you start with a little guy, what, what are your priorities? When do you, and, and first of all, what, how, how much selection, what, what do you look into a dog that you say, okay, that's a, that's a dog I can do a lot of things with? Right. Well, I mean, uh, that's, uh, we talk about this all the time. And uh, on the selection of the, of the, of the dog, uh, I don't do too much selection. Okay, like, like Monkey is like uh, my, my main dog right now. Monkey was a $200 Craigslist uh, dog. And when I went to pick him up, I didn't look for the dog that was outgoing, the one that was on top of the litter, whatever. I didn't even ask any questions. I went to the dog that was lighter in color. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it was like you're breeding, a bunch of puppies there. And, eh, the parents look okay, no big deal. 
But uh, I went to the light and color. The reason why the light color is because I do studio work. And studio work, the light color is uh, preferable. Yeah, they, yeah. It's too dark, then then it has issues with the cameras and so on. So so it really doesn't do me too good when I have a dark call. So I picked the, the light color one. And then it's up to me to raise him, to, you know, to teach him, to make him comfortable, to make him... Uh, uh, sociable, everything that that needs, needs to be done is up to me to, to do that. Um, I've trained all kinds of different dogs. I mean, since I was a little kid, when I was in high school, I had a I had a Newfoundland. Oh, I, wow. had a big, I had a huge, big Newfoundland that I raised. <laughs> but uh, when I was in high school, I was uh, I was a pretty big athlete. I used to run miles a day and then all that kind of stuff. And uh, I read all the books about the Newfoundlands, how they work, how they're working dogs, that they do this and they do that. And that's what I get in my mind. You know, when you read books, sometimes you believe all the crap that they say. And it's like, when you're a kid, you really believe it. So, oh, yeah. This new fee, since he was eight weeks old, I was doing all kinds of shit with him. I mean, I was taking him here, taking him there, teaching him all kinds of things. This dog was one of the most athletic dogs that you could ever imagine. If I tell stories about this dog, people don't believe me because, like, how can a new fee do that? And they have some endurance, the, the healthy ones, right? Yeah. Oh, I, I raised them as an athlete. From day one, he was an athlete. From eight weeks old, he was an athlete. He was swimming. He was taking things out of water. He was everything that I that I read about the newfies. I was teaching my dog to do. When he was a year old, this dog could jump. They used to call him the flying rod in in, in Florida because he would just fly like 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 he was a Doberman and uh, full of hair. And uh, we used to do a lot of like water rescue on the beach, Miami Beach. You know, I had oh, a yeah. blast with the dog, anyways. But but that showed me from the beginning that. It's not so much of a breed or or whatever, but you, you can raise him to be pretty much what you want. Of course, genetics play a big round. Big, 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 uh, big thing. If I'm going to have a competition dog for sure, so I'll go to Ivan and I get one of your dogs because that's you going for the for sure thing right there. That is the dog is going to have it. I'm not going to go and play around with that. With that. If right. I'm going to compete in Shotson or ring sport, I'm not going to go and buy a $200 dog and try to compete with that because maybe genetically the dog doesn't have it. So. But you have to test a little bit, or, or I don't know if you even test, because I guess even subconsciously you would <laughs> realize that, you know, like where, where I'm going with this is like, because, I mean, in your, in your type of work, a dog has to be pretty stable, resilient, confident, just as a high-level sport dog, because you, you're putting them in all sorts of situations, and you have the, the lights, the cameras, the effects, the, the anything a movie set asks for. On top of that, what people don't realize is you have to run that same drill probably 20 times back to back until everybody's happy. And it's not an easy thing. Um, no, no, it's, it's not. It's not like people think like, oh, they see a dog doing something, and it's like, oh my dog could do that. That's that's usually not how it works because that took. A bunch of shots, they probably did a bunch of twists around and blah, blah, blah. And then they ended up with the dog just sitting and barking. But that dog probably was working all day doing all kinds of stuff. Yeah. But uh, like you were saying about the selection, uh, but when it comes to studio work, we, I try to select dogs that are going to, first of all, like I was saying about the colors, how the dog's going to look, that kind of stuff, because that's, that's important to get the jobs. Uh, if it's a puppy, I really don't worry too much about it when it's a puppy because I know what I can bring out of a puppy. If I'm going to rescue a dog that is, yeah, let's say 10 months, 11 months, 
then the selection comes with time. If mm-hmm. I see a dog that at 10, 11 months old is, is showing me signs of uh, too much being too shy kind or too this or that, yeah. that is, it's, it's not even worth it because it's just already there and, and it's uh, it might be fixable, but you really don't have the time to be doing, you know, to fix it. Might as well. That's why I like to get puppies, you know. Yeah. And like you, you said with the, with the tracking way back, you you did all with toy, uh, which is that that's the cool thing about dog training is to not to stay stay confined and and dare to experiment and and try something else and a lot of times it's it's actually more gratifying. Mm. Um, with the with the the dogs for the movies. From all I, from what I've seen you do, a lot of it in in at least in the beginning, is very food based, correct? Yes, a lot of food based. That's and and pretty much kind of typical training would be just really teaching the dog to follow a lure very comfortably. That right. w- that would be your first step, right? Yes, it's a, it's a, I try to feed by hand as much as I can. This this. These pouches are like my best friends I have. Uh, even even uh, customers' dogs. I put the food down and, and, and I go straight to it. Uh, I believe that with food, you, it's a lot easier to manipulate a dog into doing just about anything you want because uh, it's easier to manipulate. This is it's not as crazy. Yeah. So and once the dog learns the behavior and whatever, then then I then I can wean him from food and then I can use toys or whatever. Then. If I need to bring up high drive, then then I'm going to change it from the food to the toy. But in order to teach the dog to do something, it's so much easier just to use the food because uh, uh, the dog doesn't is not going to be that crazy, you know. So like if I need yeah. a dog to go and knock down a, a painting or something, it'll take me two seconds to go and show him. I say, look, you touch it with your nose, you drop it, and I give you a reward. And and then I just repeat it two three times, and boom, it's done. So yeah, yeah, definitely food motivation is really good. But then again, also is about that the dog understands what you're saying because uh, a lot of my dogs, uh, I don't need to use food anymore to teach stuff. I use it because it's good to get rewards and so on. But the dog already knows good from bad. So a lot, a lot of behaviors that I'm teaching to my dogs is just like a a, a good praise with the dog, yeah. play with the dog, good boy, whatever you know. And if the dog is messing up, all I have to say is, hey, no. Then the dog gets it right away. Like, oh, not that way, but this one. And then, so. That kind of leads to the question that I have. Um, where, on average, the dog begins to understand, okay, this is not just about me chasing food. You and I are actually doing cool things, and I'm becoming very keen to watching you and doing things together with you. Where where is that breakpoint happen normally? Well, it's it's, uh, it's pretty simple because uh, there's people that that do food reward, but it's a little bit of too much food reward. It's like I don't like I don't like doing that. I like You're almost eating. hiding behind the food. The dog never gets to see you, no, right? I, no, exactly. No, I I use a lot of food. Let's say for for new behavior. I want a new behavior, so I'm going to repeat it. Bah, 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 and the dog gets it. Then the dog is good. Then I'm going to pull back the food, then, what? then the dog's going to do two, three, four behaviors, and then he gets a treat. And then four, five, six, like a lot of people in the studio work, uh, if you see them training uh, when they're working with their dogs, it's like every second, 
I mean, the dog is sitting on a stay and the cameras and everything. Wait, wait, I got to pay the dog. And he said, he said, I don't do that. My dog is going to do 10, 20 behaviors. A and sequence. Then it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's just, uh, and the dog knows that when he's performing those behaviors, it's something that I like, that we're having a good time together. And, and he's wagging his tail and I'm wagging my head. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's about, I think, I think it has to be with easy pulling back the food pulling back the food and using a lot of reward, like talking, touching, kissing. I love kissing my dogs, doing all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And you know, so it's the, so the, it's the, the total interaction really that makes it cool. Exactly. Yeah. And the way you talk to them, the way you interact, the way you touch, touch, uh, touch them, pet them and all that kind of stuff. You know, the way you play with them. I mean, I can go out with monkey right now to the yard and, 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 and just as soon as I come out, I said, let's go outside. He's jumping up and down like like if like if I have a ball or a toy. Nothing. I have nothing. It's just right. me playing with the dog, and he's healing pretty and and doing backflip and the flip finishes and all the stuff. And it's just me and him having a good time. That's it. And let's go back in. You know, that's it. No food, no reward, no toys, nothing. Me, I am the reward by playing with the dog. Correct. And 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 as we said, the interaction. I'm I'm again. You you tell me, but. I, w- I would bet some money that you can take him out and come up with some trick that is not complicated, but it's new to him. And you will not really need any food reward. And just the fact that the two of you are going to solve the puzzle, so to speak, will be exactly. plenty of reward for both of you, not just for him. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It, it's, it, it happens all the time. We do it all the time. Like I said, it's sometimes we use food, and sometimes because because you want to, you want to keep the dog focused in what you're doing right there. So I said the food works really well with that. Like you you're right there, does it? Boom, you reward him, and that's it. So it works really good with that. But it, there has been many times where it, there has been times where I don't studio work that I forget to take my treats and uh, mm. or my toy, and it's like, oh shit, that, that's okay, no big deal. Just go and, 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 and do it. I can grab a stick. I'll get a stick and put it in my pocket. And it's like, okay, go play or whatever. And he does what he's supposed to be doing. So it's it's about the communication and the bond that you have with your dog. That's pretty much the, the bottom line. So for you, what will be like the the most important in your field of work? Not not We'll get to like pet training and stuff, but like in your field of work, what are the most important key commands or cues that they they have to be super solid understanding them yeah i mean uh, actually the, the usually the, the 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 main things that we use for basic studio work is just really good obedience for once i mean really good like you stay you you whatever you go at the dog has to stay and that kind of stuff uh the change of position sometimes speaking is very important Mm-hmm. It's something that uh, that it comes up quite a bit, and probably one of the most important things is probably the retrieving, the being able to retrieve anything at any time, and not just to me, to an actor, to this, to that, go and uh, and put it somewhere else or whatever that kind of stuff. Uh, the touching, I find it very, very, uh, very important. The touching with the nose, because you can guide the dog to go to a certain place and 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 be looking that way, like like. Uh, like I can tell the dog to, like I was saying, to touch that frame over there, for example. And so I can put him here and I can tell him, go and touch it, right? So he doesn't touch it. And then, but that's just to set him up. 
Then I can put him over there and I can tell him, go. But before he gets there, I just tell him, stay. And he's going to stay straight looking at that because he thinks that I'm going to tell him to touch the, the frame. And from them, I can tell him to sit, speak, whatever you want, and he's going to be looking at the at the frame because because that's that's where I told him to focus. And then I just go and tell him, okay, go touch it. And then he goes touch it. And then I give him a reward. So he did all these behaviors just by by uh, doing that. Uh, another thing that we use a lot is the marks. I I cannot uh, express how important to teach marks it is. I start with big tables like that. That they go go in there. They go to a smaller one, to a smaller one, and then comes to a point where they have to go and stand on a mark. And I find it really good because when you teach dogs to work on marks, you teach them to walk work away from you. You don't mm-hmm. need to be next to a dog, teach him to tell them to do things. It's just like, go to a mark, it'll be 30 feet away from you. The dog goes, steps on it, he can turn around, flip, be pretty, whatever. It is done. Then go to the next mark. So I teach that really, really good. And uh, I, because I love it. Since day one, I start with that. And... Uh, it can come situations where, uh, like with uh, Jumpy, the one that died, he was like the best yeah. studio dog ever in yeah. life. Uh, I would, he could be outside a room and I can go and show him and I will have just to touch a carpet, the carpet on the floor. That I could put, a, usually put a little piece of tape, tiny little piece, and he'll nail it every time. But sometimes the, the tape is on camera, so you don't want it. And I will just touch it with my scent on the carpet. Mm-hmm. And I just go and tell him, go to the mark. And he'll go really quick, smell it, and, and get on the mark. The second time, he doesn't even have to smell it. He knew exactly where it was. And and I could change it. That's a good thing about him was that he could be a mark here. And they say, oh, now, now we want it three feet in the, to the left. It's like the people are thinking, oh, shit, I already told him to go there. No, no, no big. Just go and teach him on that side. And, and that was it. So It's uh, crazy it's, how far it can go. Like almost to the point that you think that, that probably – may work may not work and then the dog is like yeah i got it <laughs> yeah exactly i get it with your dogs like i i don't know all of your dogs i kind of as much as i follow i know oogie he he got the he got his pawn the hollywood boulevard yeah. right yeah, from, yeah. From they still they still haven't put it out on the on the floor oh because the kodak theater got bought by somebody else or whatever last i heard he's his prints are still in the back because they have a bunch of slabs with a bunch of uh, celebrities. They have put their, their hands, but they have not brought it out in front of the theater yet. But uh, yeah, he was the first dog that did the, the pause on the, on the, on the Chinese theater on the, on the campus. So that was, uh, that was a big thing for us. Yeah. That's insane. How different were they? Like, like I know with me, every time somebody would ask me about my, all of my dogs that I've competed with and, it's a difficult question and sometimes I feel very comfortable talking and come up with things and sometimes I'm like I, I don't know what to say but like how, how different was monkey to jumpy to uh, oogie like I mean they're different breeds they're, and your level of training evolves and I mean there's so many components right yes, yes, yes. But, and that's like you were saying yeah you get, you get that question asked a lot and it's like you know what? When I had Carlo, I was 20-some years old. I knew so much. For my knowledge, he was the best dog in the world because that's what I could do at that age, what the, my experience would take me there. Then the next dog, I had more experience. I did more, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And so on. So it goes up and down like that. 
when but then the people ask me about jumpy and monkey and and, and, and ugly a lot of people ask me this and uh, so far for me jumpy was the best so far this dog was just crazy but i mean monkey is incredible too but jumpy was just way 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 more special than that than, than he was it's in, in like, what uh, way that he just knew what he was doing or or yeah. As, as an all-around dog, as an mm-hmm. all-around dog that I could just, anything that I wanted to teach him right there on the spot, it doesn't matter where he was. I, if, if I had to teach, if I had to teach, if I had to teach Jumpy, let's say something crazy, like a, like a, like a rope ladder, right? And go up a hundred feet. Mm-hmm. He would just do it. He'd probably fall and whatever, but he would just do it. He yeah. would just go and do it. All I have to do is show him one, two, three, Get behind and say, go, 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 and you'll do it. Monkey is not fucking way he's going to do that. He said, fuck no. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe Monkey is smarter. You know, he's like, I'm going to fall and it, it uses his, uh, his uh, instinct. But uh, but the trust and, and, the, and the way uh, I was able to work with Jumpy was just incredible. Let's just say it was just like talking to another human. It was, it was that good. When do you think they realize, like, let's say you're teaching, I don't know, some something a little more complicated. Let's say the one where you, where you put them, uh, um, well, I don't know, any trick. I don't even want to come up with one of them because there's just so many and so different. But uh, mm-hmm. one of the more kind of complicated bunch of chain behaviors, mm-hmm. when, when does the dog start to be like, I, I got the whole picture, I know what we are doing now? I think I think he gets it to when we get to the to the pitch because uh, there's always the steps. There's always the steps to follow. Like uh, if I'm going to teach something, I start here, and, and in my mind, I got so many steps that I'm going to follow. And when I get to the end, is when he, when the dog gets it. Well, he gets it as, as as soon as I do. I mean, it's it's just as soon as he knows that that we got there, we got there. Like for example, is uh, the skateboarding. I love to teach my dogs to skate, but that's just something really cool. There's a, I've, I've learned so many different ways for so many different templates of, of dogs to teach them how to skateboard. And uh, so uh, you gotta teach them to get on the skateboard, to push the skateboard, to blah, 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 to, to turn, to do whatever you want. So in the beginning, when I started that, there was no skateboarding dogs. It was like, I don't know who actually started the skateboarding thing. At the time I had a Jack Russell was doing it. And I thought I thought I was the only one doing it. And then a bulldog popped out. Yeah. And then another bulldog popped out. It was Tyson and then uh was the other one? Uh, I forget the other one. But they popped out pretty much at the same time. And uh I think Tyson was Tyson is the one that was doing all, all the all the all the steering. All the, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was like, shit, freaking dogs can learn how to steer. And then I just got busy. I got busy. That's when dogs. everybody thought that bulldogs are just bored for skateboarding. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And uh, no, there's tons of them right now. There's a really nice Malinois. Have you seen a female Malinois that is a really good skater? And uh, all, I kinds have to. Friends, all kinds of dogs out there nowadays. But when I started, it was like, oh, man, if the dog can just come off a curve of six inches, it was awesome. You know, I was like, oh, I did it. And then I would go to uh, something bigger, something bigger, something bigger. And Jumpy was, in my opinion, was the best skateboarder in the world. There's nothing that you can see that I have ever seen that comes close to him. He will go up in a, in a, in a half pipe, yeah. 12 feet high, and 12 feet high the other way, 
and there was no fear on this dog. He would just drop down the, the, the ball and come back in the other side and turn around and and use just the joy of this dog to do it. It was incredible. That's the thing that joy, just just what you said, it's like there, there is a point that some dogs, they just enjoy. They're not, it's not about the reward anymore. It's like, this is cool. It's the joy of doing it. I can, yeah. All of my dogs, I can put a skateboard out there and just let them go. And that's how they're going to have the fun. Just go and skate like until they, until I have to put them away, you know, before they get their pads or, or have a heat stroke because they're just so into it that they will do it. And I think, I think a lot of my experience with Schutzman in the background on, on building up drives and, 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 and rewards to, to what they're doing, then I think it has helped me a lot in the studio work and, and all the tricks that I do because I always build a foundation on the drive of whatever it is. And then I guide the dog into going. Like for yeah. the skateboard, they, I build that drive. I don't care if they go and bite it. I don't care if they want to crack it in half or whatever. I build the drive just like if I'm building uh, to buy a tub or a sleeve or anything like that. And then once the dog gets it, it's like, okay, time to put a little control on the biting, time to put this. And then slowly I bring him up to a point that the dog just enjoys the, like, okay, this is where I was supposed to go. Get on top of it and go. And, and that's it, you know, so it's a lot of fun. You did something recently with Monkey uh, for the, what was the game? The, the Call of Duty. Call of Duty, yeah. Tell, tell me yeah. about that one. That was a, that sounds <laughs> like some fun thing. Is it, it out the game yet or no? I'm sorry? Is, oh, yeah, it's out. It's, uh, it's it's out. Yeah, it's out. Uh, it's, it's, it's just it's to another gig that we got for the, for the, for the, for the business. And the pre, uh, I did it with Tico, Tico and Monkey. Mm-hmm. Uh, Is Tico around? Oh yeah, I love Tico. Uh, actually, he's for sale. <laughs> I should get him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I gotta buy it right now. I gotta, I want a lot of money for him. I mean, I love the dog, but it's just like with all my dogs that I have, it's just like three Malinois, and so is it? I can, I can use the money. So, anyways, how often uh, do you train? Like, like, what, what does a day look I'm like from, for somehow, you? Somehow, somehow, almost every day. Uh, all depends. Uh, I mean, sometimes there are breaks where you don't train for a few days or whatever, but if I am doing something new, which I'm most of the time I'm doing something, then uh, then I train. It's like uh, with Monkey, I started the, the thing with the putting the ball, the, the, what's my call it? The, the golf ball on the tee. I started that a, a few weeks ago and I worked it for about a week, two weeks, and then I stopped, I haven't finished that one. And then I started where he uh, to tumble over and then now he's getting the message. I actually haven't done it for it about a week, but but uh, I try to almost every day do something. Mm-hmm. It's true. Sometimes it can go like about a week, and if I'm busy with my kids, I have kids in soccer and golf right. and all that stuff. So it's uh it's pretty busy sometimes. So so sometimes they don't get a lot of training yeah, for a few days, quite a few days. But how do you find that when they when when the dogs have a little break, do they get a little too edgy or? Does the break do them good? No, because uh, uh, how can I explain this to you? This is not my training. is is something that is just like this is our lifestyle, you know. So it's not it's not it's not like I'm com- like if I'm training for competition that the dog goes out there. Well, there's a lot of work, heavy work, obedience, da, 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 da. and then if you give the dog a couple of days break, the dog is like she chills for a couple of days. No, it's this is more like a lifestyle. Get my food, get my treats, or go outside and 
and we just interact. Interact. Yeah. The the dogs live with me inside the house. Anyways, they're gonna sleep next to my bed. Anyways, no matter what, every day. So there's not really the dog will never know that it was actually a break because it's just our lifestyle. So. How do you think it's changing? Just the training, the the you know, like like I mean, we we go way back, and it's evolving and it's changing. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I look back and it's just like, wow, <laughs> it has <laughs> a lot. I'm actually doing a training for this gentleman, and uh, and he was like, uh, he was talking about somebody's uh, technique methods. And I've heard the name before, but I really don't, I can't remember yeah. who the guy is. And uh, so he has a door, I'm doorman puppy. And uh, so he says, because he trained his dogs before. So he says, I re- okay, so this is like, for example, if the, you tell the dog to stay and if the dog doesn't stay, you're going to pick him up and lift him up in the air and go and slam him on the floor and tell him to stay. And then you walk away. And I'm like, whoa, no, 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 no. That's, I say that's old school, that's old fashioned. You do that shit nowadays and you go to jail. That's that's not how it works anymore. We're more into motivated motivation and, and treating without being so crazy about the corrections and stuff like that, especially for regular obedience and stuff like right. that. So, right. Right. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it I mean that is changing for sure. It's getting training in overall is getting way more intelligently done and, and yes. I think trainers start to realize that they're you have so many options yeah. and and the one you just described it's like so far down buried that if you if you even think to dig that one out knowing everything else it's like why you know <laughs> Yeah, one, one good thing about it nowadays is that we have internet. We have this, you know, podcast like yours and, and everything. So new trainers can learn new techniques and, and, and know that it's not the way it was before, you know. So, and, and at the same time, you know, there's a lot of people that just go to straight to positive and stuff like that. You know, it's not going to work. So it's a good thing that they can listen to everybody and make up their own mind and, and figure out how, how to do it correctly. Yeah, in, in your training... How how important and do you even I don't know do you have any signal anything that says to the dog that he's doing something wrong he's going the wrong way it's the wrong path it's oh. the wrong choice yeah you mean like a correction sound yeah some 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 guidance of so it's not uh, only yes. yeah I'm very I'm very clear with my dogs from day one good boy and no period right this is like and and, and uh, the the no could be just a no, or it could be just my my sound. Uh, I use a lot of like, eh, like sound like it's like a like a quick buzzer type. No, you don't do that, and they understand it one hundred percent. And it's a, it's very clear on their head when they're doing something good or something bad, and and that's that's what makes it so easy. Once you once you pass the first let's say six months of training, from then on, that's what makes it so easy to to do anything. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. I also think that the the negative is just as important as the positive feedback because and everything in life it brings the, and everything in life, right? It, it brings clarity, and it's like the dog actually, in a way, is thankful that you 
steer him to the right path, right? Yeah. Why, why try 20 things and make, let the dog make 20 mistakes? Why? There's no reason. Start from the start from the game, well, right, right from the beginning. Is the dog going to do something? Hey, no. You teach them. And once they, once they know that, it's just uh, it's easy. It's, it's simple. Yeah, I guess a lot of the trainers that do, I mean, the, the, the strictly force-free trainer that would refuse to even have any negative feedback would be, they, they, would, they would think that it becomes, um, yeah, it, you're putting the relationship at risk and it goes down that rabbit hole with all sorts of ifs. And... Yeah. Um, but it really, the dog, just like us, in, in a lot of ways, when you want the, the reward, you want to get to the, the thing, the right thing, you want to do it, but you're on the wrong path. You wish that somebody will tell you you're on the wrong path. That's, that's exactly what it is. You couldn't put it in better, better words. That's, that's exactly what it is. You're shown right from wrong, and, and that's it. It's, uh, I mean, trying to do it, one thing all the time and going and going and going. It's, it's frustrating. It's, it's frustrating, right? I, I, then for the dog, then for the dog. The dog is going to go crazy. It's not going to, oh, yeah, he gets it. And another thing that it's like, they say, okay, he gets it. Okay, put the dog away. He got it. No, he didn't. He was just finally hit a mark. You know, it doesn't mean that next day when you bring him out, he's going to get it. Instead, if you're doing it, Yes and no, yes and no, yes, good boy, yes, good boy, or no, or whatever, you know. You repeat that a few times. I don't put my dog away into, and I say he gets it into, like, no, he got it, for real. So it's like, I'm going to repeat it a few times, but ba ba he got it. Okay, now we can give a break, but next day, whatever. But, but uh, that's, uh, it's just how to guide the dogs. That's us. Right. How do you feel about uh, clickers? The clickers? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, I think I think I've been using the sound way before clicker came out, and then somebody came up with a clicker. I think it's a great idea that there's a there's a new, neutral sound that can indicate that the dog did something. It's okay because a lot of times we cannot, uh, maybe we can, but maybe a lot of new trainers cannot fake a good boy command or 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 or, or, a, or a no because a lot of people is like they're frustrated with the dog. They're telling the dog and they say. Oh, good boy, but they are not saying good boy. They're just saying it for saying it, and the dog knows better. The dog is intimidated, and he knows that that person's not saying good boy. So the good thing that I think about the clicker is that it's a neutral sound. It's a neutral sound that when you're teaching something new, totally new, you can, as soon as the dog touches it or does it, because the clicker sound, it's just like saying good boy. I use, I use that sound. I use clapping. I use good boy, yes. There's 20 different times of, 20 different ways of rewarding uh, the, the behavior. It's a, the clicker is not necessary. I mean, I know that they have books and Bibles about how to use the clicker, and I think it's all bullshit. I mean, like, I get like, I'm, sometimes I'm training my dog and doing something, and, or I'm doing a video, and I click because because it's like a saying good boy or something. Right. And then they say, how come you didn't give a reward right away? The reward must be given as soon as the clicker sounds, no more than three times. Like, holy shit, can I give me a break? It's, uh, they go a little bit too far when it comes to, uh, to uh, train, how can I tell you? They, they try to follow a technique, like if it's, 
the only way to do it. And that's not that's not how it is. Dog training has not a using lot of not using your intuition and emotion in the moment to interact, which yeah. is any yeah. dog any dog can read it, you know? Yeah, I mean I mean I can tell you something quicker for certain animals, chickens and stuff like that, it's a lot better. Because it's a it's a sound. It's a sound. A lot of these animals they don't react too much to good boy and all that kind of stuff. So for animals it's good. I mean it's you cannot beat it. But when it comes to dogs, it's it's way different. Because we interact with dogs way different. We reward dogs way different. So uh, there's 20 different ways, 20 different sounds that you can make. Like, like uh, if you really, if the dog does good, something good, it's how you, hey, good boy. If it's something better, hey, maybe it's a little higher, a little bit higher pitch or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Or how you touch him or how you pet him. It's, uh, it's uh, sometimes the dog is just getting a behavior and he's just like, what? Then he gets better. I like good boy. Then he really gets it. Yeah, that's what I want. He got it. And it's up. Tell me this one. That's uh, something I always, not always, but I, I come across sometimes. Like I, you know, just like us, not, not all dogs have the physique to do certain things. Right. So like, for example, not every single dog, even if it's the, the right breed, so to speak, will be able to walk on the front legs just because right. of, of physique and balance and, and just structure, right? Right, right, yes. But, but trainers would get stubborn and keep pushing it and pushing it and pushing it not, and, and just never realizing that it's not a training issue. It's, a, it's really physiology. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, really, I mean, like, like I was saying, I had a Newfoundland that he was like a Malinois athletic-wise. Uh, so, but uh, it has to do in how you race in the structure of the dog, how this dog, what the dog does. Uh, I mean, like a, like, a, like a bulldog, for example, I would try to teach a bulldog to do a back hit, right. you know, and uh, I mean, monkey knows how to walk on his hind legs, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to push it to do, actually, I haven't, I thought the behavior it was cool, whatever, and I, I, I really haven't even done it in, in almost two years. It was just a, a cool thing to do and, and see what happens. Uh, but um, the uh, how to build the dog to be an athlete. Uh, what the dog can do. Uh, then I get monkey again. All of my dogs are taught to do backflips. Oh, a monkey! I'm not going to take that chance because he's a big boy. Right. He might be able. He might be able to do it, but in the process, he can get hurt. So I'm not going to take that chance. It's yeah. Just, he might do a half ass flip with the frisbee and stuff like that, but I'm not going. I, from when once I see how big he was going to be and all this, like you know what? I'm going to step away from that one, and and it's not going to happen. Because there are so many other things we can be doing, right? Exactly, yeah. I mean, the, the backflip, it was such a big thing with uh, Jumpy. Yes. Because, <laughs> because, he's, uh, because I was able to do... Uh, most, of, most of the backflip dogs that you see, the owner is right in front of them and they make a flip. It could be against them or could they could lure the dog into a flip. So that didn't work for me for studio work because in studio work, you need to be away from the dog. Mm-hmm. And the dog needs to do it. So from day one, I start, well, as soon as I started getting it, I started backing out. So I was able to do it. He was able to do a backflip with me standing you know, 10 feet away from him or something like that. 
So that was really important because a lot of the, it, I made a bunch of money with that with that behavior. Because a lot of times they call me and I say, uh, Omar, I need a dog to, to do a backflip. They know that Jumpy did it. Yeah. And I said, okay, Jumpy will do it. How much is it? Uh, well, just for the flip, it's about $4,000. Okay? And that's, that doesn't include me as a trainer or going here or that kind of stuff. Yeah. And they'll, why? It takes a second. And I said, it took me two years to teach. <laughs> so so it was just like, a, and and they will, they will never say no, because where the heck are they going to get a, a dog to do a backflip like that? No. So I did tons of tons of so the minimum I, th- I ever charged was about 35 for that quick trick right there. So it was fun. It was fun. That's very and, cool. Uh, yeah. And like I said, monkey will be nice, but it's too big and I'm not going to take the chance. It's just, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Like some of the, the Chinese videos, when you see man, I cringe. Like, I mean, they are very cool. And at the same time, you know that to make that one take, few didn't go that right, you know? Yeah. It's a tough one. How about yeah. this? I have, you know, like I, I mean, over the years I've played with tricks and I, it's, I highly recommend anybody to train dogs. It's a must you have to like, if you, even if you don't train dogs, but you have a dog, at least two, if not at least three, tricks your dog should know it it just changes it's a game changer in 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 the way you interact and the way you start to look at your dog and the way the dog looks at you but besides that like i've taught a bunch of things to dogs like i've taught a dog to you know open the toilet and pee and close and flip the thing and (laughs) all this like cover itself, blankets, skateboard. I did with my Yorkie. I told him to sneeze. Yeah. Shit. I, it, it became, it, it got stuck. Like he was in a loop. Like yeah. every once in a while, I'm in the house doing whatever I'm doing. And I don't even look at him. And he's right somewhere right here by me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He never went away. Yeah, yeah, because he's, it was a behavior that that he knows that you enjoyed it, you liked it. Yeah, and, and he starts to seek attention gonna with you. that. He's going to offer you that behavior over and over again. That's what happens when you're teaching tricks. That's going to happen all the time. When you teach a behavior, then then the, the dog is going to repeat it and give it to you and give it to you and give it to you. So that's that's why it's so good to start new behavior and another one and another one and another one. And, and don't give him rewards when the dog is just giving you that behavior because then he's, they're just going to keep doing it. So, but, but then when you have so many, then that's a cool thing because you do something else and then you say, okay, sneeze. And then the dog sneeze and it's like, right. he's having a fun, he's having a blast. That's, that's what it is. I had a bulldog that I had to sneeze also. It was funny as hell. It was really cool. <laughs> but, but did you have somebody that kind of got stuck with one behavior that was just pushing you always like, hey. Mm. You know what? It's hard to tell. There's there's a lot of behaviors that they, that they offer all the time. Yeah, like, I guess like you're monkey, around it so much. True. Yeah, no, monkey, monkey, for example, he's he's a joke. He'll he'll just go in the bathroom, and flush the toilet. He's like, oh, that's monkey <laughs> flushing the toilet. You know, like, <laughs> like, like like if I'm going to or like if I'm going to pee or something, if he comes behind me. I have to push him back because he's like he wants to open again. He wants to flush yes, the toilet. Yes. He's like, Stay back. Let me pee in peace. You know, that was for a video. That was having a good time. You know, this is. I'm taking a beat. Just leave me alone for a minute. This is for the 
<laughs> oh man. Yeah, it's funny. And so you do, like I know. Tell tell me a little bit about the. I mean, you you teach. You have some Zoom Zoom lessons you do, and people can learn tricks with you. And and you know, tell me a yeah. little bit about the program that you. When did yeah, you start I, that? I, I, I do some Zoom lessons, not too many, but but I do quite a few. Uh, they they can go to my website and and uh, pretty much we do it usually right here, and it's it works really well. It works really well because. Uh, I guide the people how to how to put the basics, how to lure the dog, how to reward the dog, and so on. And I have a I have a few um, a few of my customers that are really good, really good. And I mean, they never trained a dog in their life before, and their little dogs are doing all kinds of really, really, really cool tricks. And it's really fun to see it. It's rewarding when you see people are putting the time into it. Uh, I get a lot of people that don't succeed because they can put the time. If I say, okay, you got to put the time, you got to do this, do this every day, don't stop, up, up, up. Uh, just, just, they don't do it, then it's just not going to happen. Right. It's just me very committed to it. Yeah, like I, I, I give this analogy often, like trying to learn foreign language and, you know, once a week you go and you say, hello, my name is, <laughs> it's not going to happen. That, that's no. just not going to happen. What what would be a complicated one to where like it took you a very long time to get to to being done? Complicated trick. Like something that you you were almost like hit the wall and you're like maybe I should just give it up, but you went back to it again and. You know what? It it really has been with different behaviors like. Even walking on the ha- on the on the front legs is it's a tricky one that you have to put a lot of time. But the thing about teaching tricks is that uh, that you 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 never want to put a a, a, lim- a a timeline in when you're going to finish it, okay? Because uh, it's uh, sometimes I can work in a behavior and then I don't touch it and then come back and go 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 go. And uh, the problem with a lot so a lot of people they try to train tricks is that they want to do it right away. They right. want this dog to okay, I'll have that done in a week. And it's like, no, no, just take your time. You know, that's that's why I like to train a lot of behaviors because it's like, I'm training one here, I'm training one there. It's like, so I can take my time and sometimes the dog gets way faster than what I was thinking. And sometimes it takes longer, but if it takes longer, I'm not gonna hit myself in the wall, uh, in my head because it's not getting there. No, we'll get there later, no, no problem. Like sometimes when you're training obedience, basic obedience with a regular dog, you have a dog that doesn't want it down and doesn't want to sit right away or whatever, you know. Uh, why beat up the dog in, in that command? You know, it's just like sometimes it's going to take a little bit longer, but when it gets there, that dog is going to have the best sit or the best down ever because he got there when he was ready to do it. He was not beating to it, you know. Not that you need to correct him. Yeah, we need to correct him sometimes, but it doesn't mean... Like some people are like, oh, my dog doesn't want to sit, and they just keep going crazy. And then three days later, the dog has the best sit than any other dog because it took three or four days to get yeah. it. So. Yeah, that's a super good tip for, for trainers. So he, he, as a trainer, you tend to become so stubborn and get it done, and you're like, no, no, I, we will. We have time. We have time. We have so much time. And, and sometimes just keep poking at something, it creates more 
pressure, more like, I, I, you know, it freezes the dog instead of the dog trying. He, exactly. He's like, leave exactly. me alone. And, exactly. and you really have to step away from it and, and revisit in a few so days. Do something else and do something else. It's like, I Very do a lot of, uh, some of the tricks that I use that are like uh, helpful is like, uh, for example, speak, right? To make the dog speak or to make him spin around. That's a really good trick that dogs love to do. You say spin and spin and they go this way, go that way, and then they start spinning. It's a really easy behavior for the dog to do. And they love it because it's just a fun thing to do. Or speaking. I, I tell my dogs to speak from there a little because it's like when I tell them speak, it's like they're asking me to do it. It's like they, they talk, they're talking to me. So they're speaking, speaking, and it brings up their drive and all that kind of stuff. So if I'm teaching a behavior, and it's not getting to the dog right away or whatever. Before the dog goes into pressure, I tell him to spin a few times. She's like, oh, this is good. And then it's just like, Shh. it clears his mind right away. And yeah. then we come back to, 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 to whatever we were doing. Yeah. So instead of pushing it, instead of putting that pressure into whatever I was, I was doing, I break it by making the dog turn around a few times or just like if you're giving a ball or something. Yeah, right? yeah, I love it. it. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, what we would call a, a reset before the dog even realizes oh I don't know if I can do this you just throw him into doing something that he loves and that's super easy and they just exactly. go yes exactly. and and, yeah. and then you go back but that you, back, you get it and then boom it's done but this exactly. is an art to be able to shift and recognize it before even the dog hits that oh I don't know if I can yes. we're doing something yeah. cool and we revisit again yeah, that, that's, that's, that's a that's, very special yeah. quality as a trainer to have. It doesn't matter what kind of training you do. Recognizing. Recognizing reading the dog. I mean, you can read the dog, the dog's body language in 20 different, especially if it's your own dog. It's like one flick of the ear, you know exactly where the dog is at. It could be anything. So things like that, you can just get out of that hole right away before it becomes a hole. So, so get out of that situation and, 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 and make it fun. How do you feel about dogs um, like uh, like a lot of trainers, at least some sp sport trainers, believe to, you know, the dog has its own, a lot of crate time, then he comes, he works, he gets a little attention, but then he goes back alone. Mm -hmm. And the interactions are very strictly performance oriented and that's about it how do how where, where do you stand on this i mean that, that's not me that's not, that's that, that's definitely not me and uh i know some people do it and uh, that's that's their prerogative that's what they want to do that's uh that's how they they're going to accomplish where they're going to get and it can probably work for them in that aspect that the dog comes out he's pumped out from the crate or whatever but that's uh maybe that's one of the reasons why I'm doing what I'm doing because it's, it's completely different. Right. I like I like more with my dogs to interact with my dogs, go take him out, get him in, in my car, drive with me, and like I like I told you, sleep next to me. I mean, monkey sleeps next to me. He's the one who wakes me up in the morning. Is the I touch his head before he goes to sleep. So it's different. It's it's totally different. Uh, in the old days, we used to do like we used to do a lot of crate training. I remember many times just like okay, stay in the crate, we we'll come out and work. Uh, Maybe with the, with what I do now, maybe I will probably change some of that stuff. Maybe I will not be so strict into 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 that uh, into that technique. 
but like I said, I don't know because I'm not doing it. Yeah, I but don't either. Part. Like I, but, I don't think I've ever had to. I've never even been a thought in my mind to, to have that kind of social isolation. Um, I've, anytime I, I would work with any dog, mm -hmm. they want to do things with me. I mean, that's right. like somehow never an issue. And right. sometimes, I, like, I don't know. And I, again, like, I don't want to. That was just a question that's going to maybe go too deep. But sometimes trainers believe that they will get more of the dog because of that social separation. Um, and I, I think a lot of social interaction actually creates more, more social interaction. That's the kind of the opposite. I, mean, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It, it, for my experience, I mean, when I had Carlo, he was a really good shooting dog. Uh, he was my buddy. I mean, we went everywhere together. I mean, it was just like, there was no, none of that stuff, not even close. I and mean, he was like, my buddy, we'll go play frisbee here, there, we'll go play there, we demonstration. I used to do a lot of dog training and 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 that was it. And he was great in shoots on. So yeah. he really never needed any any of that. Uh, like I said, maybe some people they, they want that to put the dog in the crate and bring him out as a, as a ball of fire and explode in the field and then go and put him back. That's the prerogative. Uh, I mean, I would never do it. But that's that's how they yeah. go into some people do all kinds of competitions, not just with dogs but with animals, that they put the animals to certain uh, certain ways to do it. So, but then uh, I think I think it's way better if we interact with our dogs and have more as a family and uh, that kind of stuff. Then again, yeah. that's just me. I think more interaction creates more creates better interaction at the end. Less interaction. <laughs> You, you're definitely tapping on the need to interact, but to be better in interaction, you need the interaction. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, 100%. So when you train, like right now, do you, do you have something in mind? Do you like get a, like a, a, a advertisement, something you're working <laughs> on, they, they tell you what they want, or you're preparing yourself <clears throat> with a bunch of things and you and and they get to choose from what you already have. How how is mostly the way you, you work with them? Yes. Uh, well in, in, in my case it might be a little bit different than the than the studio people that work. Okay. And the studio people work most of the times they they wait they wait to get they put the basics and they wait for for something that comes, oh, we need the dog to go and do this, or whatever, and then they work on it and they repeat it, and then, and then they work on it, they probably never see it again after a while. Right. So, in my opinion, it's different because I train my own dogs for my pleasure. So, a lot of a good 80% of the things that I teach my dogs are never going to be used in, in studio. It's just fun, fun stuff over and over again. I could be in the shower and I think of something, something clicks in my head, it's, shit, yeah, I'm going to do it tomorrow. I can I cannot wait until the next day to to put it to test or start doing it. Or it could be on a dream. I could be and it happens a lot that I'm dreaming of something. It's like, huh? And then I wake up in the morning. It's like early or, or I just like don't go to sleep because I'm thinking about like, yeah, and it will work this way. And I just get busy and it just get busy and it could be a behavior that lasts a few days, a few weeks, or the 
depends on, on which dog I'm planning on doing it. And it's, it's, that's just been part of my life. Once the dog learns a trick, a behavior, and you, let's say you, you, you kind of left it alone, you almost, you, you had other things and you just kind of left it alone and then you revisit. Do you find that the dogs are very quick to, I mean, like their memory, like long-term memory, that they, they're like, oh, yes, I, I know what we are doing right away. Yeah, yeah, right away, right away. I mean, if, uh, if you have a dog that is, that is smart, that is, has a clear mind and you've been working with, and, and it's, uh, yeah, sometimes behaviors, you teach a behavior and you don't touch it for months, sometimes years. Right. And, uh, and it just like spark, it just comes back right away. Sometimes you need a little work. Sometimes like oh, yeah, a few repetitions, like, oh, let me, let me refresh the memory. And, yeah. But most of the times it comes back right away. And it just like, uh, it blows my mind. I had a, had a cat that I trained to come and jump on my shoulder and, and uh, when he was a kid. Cats are whole he different jump on my shoulder and he was cute and blah, blah, blah. And this cat became kind of feral because I got it as a rescue and he was kind of crazy, weird, like to run and all that kind of stuff, afraid of different things. And uh, I still have him, some of them here and he leaves and comes comes back and then whatever. Long story short, um, very little interaction with this cat because he became pretty feral. The, uh, I think it was last month that I saw him, his name is uh, Richard. And I said, hey Richard, come here. So I'm playing with it, so I'm petting him. And I backed up and I tapped here and he jumped like when he was a kid. And I was like, like I said, it was for real? Crazy, did, it, right? did, it, did it really happen or it was a fluke or what? But But uh, no, it's just yeah. four years later, about four, almost five years later. Do you remember like when he was a kid? And, 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 and so it's, it's amazing what, uh, what animals can do. It's just uh, they really remember stuff. And, uh, yeah, they, they definitely do. And sometimes you, I mean, they, they will just play something out just because they thought of it too, just like us, out of, out of nowhere. It's like, watch me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, they they love it. I think, they, in my opinion, it's just the more you teach them, the more they learn, the easier it becomes, the better relationship that you have with your dogs, and and uh, it's just. Uh, how really about your generalization training? Because that's an important part. Like how how soon do you, on average, for whatever you would work, like like how soon you would start to say, well. Let's open the doors here and let me show that behavior can happen mm-hmm. in, in different situations. Right. <clears throat> well, I, I always like to put the foundation on whatever the behavior is. Okay. In other words, uh, if, for example, let's say a dog needs to go and open a refrigerator by pulling it or with his mouth or something, <clears throat> and then uh, the dog doesn't have a good retrieve, then I will never try that. I will never try it because I like to have it very clear on the dog's head what a retrieve, what a hold, what a pull, all the thing is before I do it. So it's uh, I'm the human. I'm the one that has the the imagination of how to make tricks the and steps, behaviors happen. Yes. So the foundation has to be there. I, I always like, I, that's why I put all the foundations that I can think of. And then when the trick comes or whatever behavior I want to teach is there. If I get thrown for a behavior that 
that my dog doesn't have the foundation for it, uh, I, won't, I, won't play, I won't play with it, I won't give it. No, I say no, because I'm not gonna put my dog with something that he doesn't know. I will work on the, on the, on the foundation and then take him to, to that behavior. What is a, something, one of your favorites? I'm sure that you, you've, you've done it so much that you probably can talk for hours of funny stories on a set. <laughs> but but give me like your top two or top three, like oh, th- I, yeah. I love this kind of stories. Set on set on set on set. Or you can come when you when whenever it comes to you, you know. Yeah yeah, I'm just trying to think. This there's been tons of them. I mean, when when dogs like uh, like uh, especially Jumpy, Jumpy was a character because he would just go and and try things. Well, on his own, no one like with, uh, with, the, with the characters or whatever. He was just like go and try to do it, or sometimes you, you tell the, the the actor to do something and they do completely something completely different. And then uh, oh, another t- thinking about jumping, <clears throat> his one of his uh, best behaviors was to pee, like uh, on people or whatever, you know. But just a fake pee, to mm-hmm. his leg, and, and uh, but I had to be. I had to make sure that he had gone and peed outside before. Because if I tell him to pee on something, he will pee on something. So one time, this big director came <clears throat> and we were showing him off because it's like everybody, everybody's like, come show, jump you off. Just like everyone says tricks. And uh, so, so somebody said, tell him to pee on him, right? And I'm thinking to myself, fuck, he hasn't peed outside. So I said, okay, I said, okay, jump, go pee. And he freaking peed all over the guy's leg. And uh, he just went like, let it all out, and like, boom, and then I called him off. And everybody's laughing, and the director never even realized that she was like, this totally <laughs> And he's like, but, oh my God, yeah. But things like that happen all the time, and it's just, it's just funny stuff. Do you ever- time, okay, Jumpy had, we were on set, and Jumpy had to go to the bathroom. <clears throat> but I didn't realize I'm talking to people who setting up this and that and all of a sudden it's like where's jumping? Well, he never leaves my side you know and we started looking around looking around and he had gone all the way to the other side of, it was a huge stage it was like you had to go like through a maze to go to, to the exit and he went to the freaking exit the guard opened the door he went and peed opened the door back, and he was coming back. And I'm like, where the heck did he go? He's like, no, he just went to pee, and then he told the guy to open the door for him, and he came back, so there's a little cool Little person. Yeah, little guy, little guy, just like, yes. on his own, he's like, you're not taking me, I'm out. And he went, so, and he was in a new stage that he was just getting there, so I don't know how he realized where the exit was, whatever, he managed. What would be your advice for people train dog dog people not trainers even just people that own dogs <clears throat> with why 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 do pet tricks like 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 i said pet tricks is people call them tricks whatever i i call them behaviors just to teach say it down or whatever it's just different behaviors and uh i think the more the 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 more tricks that you teach the better bond that you're going to have with the dog because you're going to understand your dog a lot better the dog is going to understand you a lot better and the cool thing about the tricks is that it's there's not a lot of pressure on it 
I mean, I believe in pressure and obedience and to teach the yes and no, like I was explaining. But then once the tricks come along, it's, it's, it's fun stuff. You don't, you really don't need uh, major corrections or, or none of that stuff. Just, just a simple no or yes or good boy. And it's all fun stuff. And it's just, if the dog's having fun, if the owner's having fun, that's, it doesn't get any better than that. Yeah, the, the one thing is spending time together. Yeah, that's, 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 that's a one, big eh? one. And then <laughs> seeing the, the fruits of your effort of the interaction. Yeah, yeah, and, and everybody that I know that I train and everybody that I know that train tricks and stuff, they're very committed to our dogs. It's, the dogs have the best life, that's just for sure. Everybody that I know that is big into, into their behaviors, into their dogs, into their tricks, those dogs are loved like like nothing else. I mean, by them, by their families, by their friends, by everybody. You, you, somebody comes to your house, it's like they want to see their tricks, you show a few of the tricks, they love it, and so the dog is loved by everybody. And, and, and so the dogs, you, you, do you find that the dogs actually enjoy to perform in a way? Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Because they, 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 they see everybody happy and, and they, they are the attention at the moment. <laughs> The and they like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I used to perform on the street. I used to do a lot of tricks with my dogs. And they get a kick to it. You know, everybody applauds and stuff like that. Yeah. Just, These are the best ones. I, I still really? have, it's a very old, very old video, but I still have a video of me in, in Ybor City in Tampa doing things with yeah. a couple of dogs. And, you know, you start by yourself, and next thing you know, 15 minutes later, there is a crowd. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, all it takes. That's all it takes. Right. Start whipping your dog, and then the crowd comes. That's 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 a that's a really cool thing. Yeah, yeah. My dog, I take I take him a lot. I do a lot of home, like in Home Depot, we do demos and all that kind of stuff. And <clears throat> especially the little border collie that I have, a jumpy son, because I take him <clears throat> and I put the leash on his mouth, and everywhere I go, he has like the per- prettiest, perfect heel. Uh, next to me with the leash on his mouth all the way through shopping or whatever and he's like just happy as he can be he's right next to me with the leash on his mouth and and then I do a few tricks or whatever but but it's just like really fun stuff I don't, I don't have the leash hold the leash or nothing it's just like that's just like a show thing for him to hold the leash on his mouth yeah. and he like it it's, it's, he so feel, the dog feels important it's like I'm, I'm doing things oh yeah, oh, yeah. and they know so you do also how, I, I don't know how much, but I just kind of look through, through the stuff that you do. And you also uh, um, help people with problems and stuff too, right? Like uh, just normal obedience and behavior or... or. Yes, yes. Uh, don't do much of it because of the studio, but uh, in the past few months, because of the uh, strikes that we have here, the studio work is pretty much oh, dead. Yeah. We have, uh, we have uh, there's a few gigs here and there that are in that union. But uh, so everybody's fighting for them. So it's like, it's been pretty much, it's really messed up right now. But long story short, I've been like really getting busy with training. And uh, I've got quite a few one-on-ones that I meet with the people and we talk about training and I teach them how to train the dog or whatever. And sometimes I keep a couple of dogs here with me. And I, right now I have two actually that I'm training for somebody, actually neighbors. And uh, so that's that's pretty much how it goes. Not like a full-time thing or anything like that right. anymore but uh anything 
anything that's interesting to do, exactly. right? And, and it's fun. I really like training dogs. It's just like, this is what I, like I said, this is what I've been doing for so many years. And and I love to get green dogs. I love to get a, a, a green dog from somebody that doesn't know anything. Because it's, like, it's, it's fun to see it come to life, you know, sit down, stay calm, all that kind of stuff. And maybe throw a couple of tricks. And it's just it's fun stuff, fun stuff. Do you ever think to do some sports again or, or that's I think that's it for now I mean yeah. I, I thought many times of doing it uh, I mean I love the sports I was never as committed as you are and a lot of uh, high end competitors are crazy as I am right no that's good that's good okay, being 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 competitive with something and, and, and being committed to something is great uh, I mean my dogs did good but uh, like I said I was doing many other things around it and uh, that's when I started studio work because uh, I was like, if I put the time that I put in shots in three. Right, on exactly. Mud, on a mud that I picked up from the dog pound, this little brown mud. This little brown mud is going to pay my car, my mortgage, and we're going to have a great time. So I started balancing out. It's like, I love shots on, but this, I love this better, and, and it pays me a lot and more. Shots on, I have yes. to pay. I have to pay for the trips. I have to pay for this to compete with 10 people and try to get a trophy. So I was like, no, this one is paying me for this, for this, for that. We had a great time. We go here, we go there. We, if I go out of town for, for a TV show, they pay me. <clears throat> so so it, it wasn't hard to choose. So that's when I, when I started doing this, been over 20 years, and, and that's what I've been doing ever since. If I was, I always thought, if I was rich or something like that, that I would have the time, I would love to go and compete in shoot something with the time. Yeah. You know, yeah. But, but then again, it's like, uh, I do, I stick with my tricks and my studio work. Yeah. So I, watch, I still love to see you guys compete. It's beautiful. The way you see the dogs working nowadays is, is incredible. It's, I mean, it's top of the line, top of the line to see all these uh, handlers, how they work with their dogs. And it's just beautiful. It's very beautiful. I really like it. Yeah, it, it became more, more, way more technical, more, more knowledge in the training, just yes. like with everything. Yes. So it's kind of. Yes. I mean, I, I mean, I can, I can see myself when I was training. Back in the day when I was training my dogs, I was with a frisbee here, a ball here, a squeaky toy here. I remember those, uh, those uh, newspapers that used to buy in, in any grocery store that it looks like a newspaper. There's a squeaky toy. Uh, yeah, yeah. That was my favorite toy. And uh, like I said, my tracking was done uh, all by uh, rewards, by reach and stuff like that. So I was big into that back then where I didn't know anybody that was. Because back then nobody was that I know of right. like that. It was like, there was a lot of, there was a group, there was a lot of correction, there was a lot of e-collars, there was a lot of prong collars. There was a lot of like a soldier type thing, go, 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 go. It was, it was different. Uh, my relationship with my Malano was way different. Yeah. And it showed. They really showed how how happy and how energetic he was, and, and I see a lot of that now. I right. see a lot of that. At that time, people at, at that time people didn't really care. It's like okay, yeah, you look, your dog kind of looks more animated and more joyful, but ultimately it doesn't matter. And yeah. I'm glad that, that it changed to where it actually does matter now because it yeah, should it matter. Yeah, yeah, it, it matters, and, and and nowadays there's more techniques. And, and uh, more uh, uh, 
techniques. That's what I can say. They they can learn from a lot of people like you and everybody else. And so everybody's really doing a really awesome job. It's like it's some beautiful, beautiful pieces yeah. I see out there that I really enjoy seeing. It. It's awesome. So when you moved to, did you move to LA and then you got into that movie industry or? You already had it in mind, and that's why you went to LA. Well, I, I had that in mind. Yes, that's okay. that I had at the time. I had the Malino, and I had a little Jack Russell that uh, they were great into tricks, and I was like, "Let's go give it a shot." And I came. We were working. We we're doing actually. We we're at the time. I was doing more training than anything else. But then I met. Uh, then I met uh, somebody that has an animal agency, whatever mm-hmm. big company. Yeah, with yeah, yeah. It's Jungle Exotics, actually, the name of it. And I met Joe, and he was really cool. And and I had the little Jack Russell that would do anything. And I think we got a right away. We started working. We got some good gigs. Uh, we got some really nice commercials, and uh, we got a movie, uh, Orange County, way back. Is the name of the movie back then? And that little Jack Russell did a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. He was he was awesome. He was really good. Was it easy to break in, or how how was it? Uh, with me, it was not easy. I mean, it was not hard. Like I said, I mean, these people. Uh, I'm usually really straight out with people. What I do, I don't, I don't go and kiss ass or 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 vice versa. You know, it's just like pretty straightforward. This is what I do. I'm friendly. I make it, make friends, and we all get together fine. And and that's it. You know, it's like a, if you have if, if you have a good dog for studio work. It, and and if you're friendly, if you're not stuck up, that thinking that you're the best or anything like that, that people are going to start thinking, oh, this guy's is, is an asshole. Then uh, I'm pretty sure that you can find contacts <clears throat> that will work with you, because they need good dogs in, in the studio industry. You know, it, it, there's so many animal agencies that have a lot of dogs, but a lot of those dogs, like I was telling you, they only know certain things. This dog is good for that. This dog, this dog is good for something else or whatever. But uh, if you have a dog that is good, is good looking or whatever, and, and if you're if you're friendly, if you can make friends with the people, then it should be okay. And I work with a lot of different animal agencies, and we all get along, no problems. There's a couple that, that bump heads with, but this is yeah. Get along is an important thing, I think, in almost in any business. And and so when you when you get to right now at, at the point where you are do you still go through the animal agency or you're established where you don't need it anymore you, you always need it you, you always, always need, need it. it you always need it because they're animal companies okay there's a there's a whole gang of them here so everybody has different animals mm-hmm. so a lot of people don't have the modern ones that I have there's a couple that do but certain behaviors or whatever, you know, so they all, we all know each other. I can get a call. I have my own company. I get a call right now for a, for a press, a canary or a, or a King course or something. I don't have that. Right. So I'm going to go to somebody that has it. Uh, most likely an animal agency. If the animal agencies don't have the King courses, I go to a private party. Maybe private parties are, we use them very little because uh, it doesn't work as easy as people think. Right. It's like, you get you you get people that bring you a dog and say, "Oh, my dog will do all kinds of things," and they show you. And they get very the, excited. <laughs> the, the dog is well trained, sits, does it, blah, blah, blah. but then when it comes to walk, walk away from the owner, work with people or whatever, 
they completely shut down. So you really don't want to get to a job and look bad. That's pretty much what it is. Yeah. It happened to me a couple of times many, many years ago with, with other with uh, people that had their own dolls that they were trained. And they were just like a complete failure. And they just go home like, why the fuck should I do this? Should we just stay home? Yeah, so, I can only imagine how that would be to, to where, um, man, I, I remember like in, and this is early, I don't know, like mid 80s back in Bulgaria, you know, um, that's where I'm from. And I had a, I had a collie, I had a lassie dog because that was the time. Mm-hmm. And it, it wasn't even that popular of a dog and they wanted to make a movie and somehow they got a hold of me and I was excited. I'm like, okay, sure. Here I am with my dog. Man, what a, what a experience and a wake-up call and like, you know, it, it's just not as easy as somebody would think that you just go yeah. and you, even if your dog knows how to do things, it's it just, there is so many components to, to performing, yeah. just like an actor, you know? And then when you have everybody come to work, ready to film, to shoot, and you and your dog are the one that complicates everything. Yeah. It's a bad feeling. In this idea. Yeah, let's jump into something there is. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it all comes with experience. You know, it, it's, a, it's a big thing when, once you have, when you've been working in the industry for years, how easy it becomes to do just about anything. It, it, and it's not just too much about the dog anymore. It's about how you're going to make it happen. How you gonna talk? How are you gonna talk to a director and tell him no? This is possible. This is not possible. Or right. maybe we can. Right. Or maybe you can do it this way. Or maybe you can switch the camera. I mean, I've I've had, I, I did a shot one time. I think it was with Jumpy actually. That uh, the dog was supposed to come, and do this incredible jump and catch something or, I don't know what something. I can I can't remember exactly mm-hmm. what it was, but. Anyway, so the dog comes and he does it like an incredible jump or something. Yeah, I don't remember. But anyways, he does sure. it perfectly. And the director goes like, wow, that's awesome, right? And then they, then they go and look in the screen. And, and then they say, fuck, oh, you jumped the wrong way. He was supposed to come from the other end of the, of the, of the room. And so they're going crazy doing this, right? You better repeat it, and now you're gonna to have to move this or that. And I and I and I told the director, I said, "Can you just flip the screen?" And and uh, and when you when you yeah, and mirror went, image. We done it. We done it. It's like and he was pissed because I was I'm the trainer. It's like he's the big director and stuff like that. And he couldn't think on his mind that all they had to do was they already had the shot. All yeah. they have to do is flip it, and the door is going the other way. So, it's, but that's uh, the kind okay. of input that you can give once you you have so much experience to where to where you can see a producer struggling of of how to make it and and you can chip in and it's like dude i can yeah i have an idea here (laughs) and we do it all the time because a a lot of times they don't a lot of times directors and and producers and whatever they don't know what dogs can do they have an, an idea when they write the script and then the storyboards but Realistically, a lot of times they have no idea. 
So a lot of, a lot many times that I can talk to them and say, look, what if we do it this way or that way or whatever? And they go, yeah, it's actually even better than what they had in mind. But but you're able to tell them, hey, this is possible, this is not, and so on. So it's it's a fun stuff. It's a, it's a cool stuff. So when you do the the like uh, uh, your Zoom calls with with people that want to learn tricks, you said like you, I mean, in your rooms and everything. What would be, what would be something that will be a, of concern when you see somebody training that that you just you know, like something is not coming along right? You know, it, it happens. It happens quite a bit. One of the things that I was telling is that uh, some people try to get the like a whole lesson, like let's say we're working in an hour, uh, forty minutes or whatever, and they try to get how to train 20, 20 tricks uh, mm -hmm. or how to train a backflip or how to train this and that. And the dogs are not going to ever going to do it. The dog is an athlete. It's not an athlete or, or they want the dogs to go and open this and open that. The dog doesn't have, doesn't have any foundation when it comes to retrieving or holding and stuff like that. So, so yeah, it, it, you get quite a few of things like that that you have to like talk to them. Right now I have one. I hope she's not watching this. I don't think she is. And uh, that, uh, she wants to make all these YouTube videos, but her dog doesn't have a lot of, mm -hmm. you know, and, and because she's following this this YouTube people that are doing certain things with dogs, so she wants me to, I mean, dissect the videos that she's showing me and tell her how to do it with her dog. So it's like, I mean, I did a little bit here and there, but then I said, you know what, we got to go back to basics. I mean, realistic. Yeah, you have to dog your dog has to have really good obedience you have to be able to work away from your dog if you want to do these behaviors that this other dog is doing it must be a really good solid uh, retrieve hold all that kind of stuff so you know it's like get, let's get back to basics and so i think she understood and we said but i don't think she was very happy with it but it's like no it's, i can't do miracles and and tell you what to do with uh, all these videos if your dog is not ready you know? yeah if there is no it cannot just happen like with a magic wand. No, yeah. Do you find sometimes some of them are just too hardcore, too intense, and like overtraining to where you have to say just take take time. Sometimes, sometimes, yeah. sometimes. Yeah, like chill. Like I was saying, it's mainly the problem is that they want to finish the behavior right away. They want to like they want to do it like okay in five days my dog's going to be doing that in five days you're going to be doing that and in a month my dog's going to be like monkey he's like no it's not going to happen so you got to take your time you got to teach the dog how to do it right the, first of all the dog has to enjoy it and uh, and uh, and you have to be able to guide the dog to to do it the, the behaviors you know and like i said i had quite a few that are doing it the right way and they're just really good really just having so, the feeling of, of yeah, because if the dog doesn't enjoy it, it's just not going to happen. No, Even if it no. happens, it's going to look so bad. And you got to have the right foundation. The right foundation is this. This very important. Focus is important. I mean, there's a lot of people that want to train the dogs to do a lot of things, and the dog is all over the place. If right. you don't have focus on your dog, that you can talk to him and explain and, 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 and lure the dog into doing things, it's, it's, it's not going to happen. So we've got to go back to the basics. We've got to go back to the basics of, Feeding with the hand, get your focus, get look at me, all that kind of stuff, and then 
and then we can start moving on to the other tracks. And once you start rolling, then then the, the ride becomes really good. If it's if it's bumpy, then it's it's, it's not gonna be good. So right. you're kind of fortunate, like me. We have place to where you can get up at 2 a.m. if you wanted to and and start fooling around with training. Yeah, exactly. What what is I, I'm sure there is something uh, a best time for you, but what do you do? You find that dogs also have a preferred time of the 24 hours when they are more, just more in tune, more more productive, or or well, I mean, any, anything that has to do with cooler time is usually better, no matter what. If it's in morning or night time, it doesn't really matter as long as it's nice and cool and the dog is fresh, okay? Uh, of course, when it's hot and humid and stuff like that, that's when it becomes a little harder to teach a dog to do just about anything. When I encounter the situation, I try to make the session very quick, very short and happy and, 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 and get it out of there. So the dog doesn't become, doesn't get a bad experience on, on because of the heat. So uh, when it comes about training, it's about dedication. When I'm training my dogs, Like uh, like I said, right now it's like I'm not training anything new, so it's not that it's not that I have to be on the ball. But many times when I'm training new behaviors, or I get a new dog, or, or I'm training a new dog the first year or something like that, I'm feeding my hand and I'm training every day. I could I could go with my wife and then for on a day night, and I get home at one o'clock in the morning. One o'clock in the morning, you're gonna see me put in the pouch and go something. And go Training. I don't care if it's just feeding him by hand and make him do a couple of little tricks, turn around, cure little things or whatever, but I'm going to keep the consistency because uh, as we all know, we, we live so many years, the dogs live so many years, so so if I go two days without training, in my opinion, it's like going two weeks right. of the life of the dog, you know, so... so and there is, a, be, there is really a momentum that you want to... I want to keep it rolling. Keep, yeah. keep it going, because if you if you interrupt that, you interrupted it, <laughs> and then there and is like a price to it. Yeah, yeah, like my kid is like an amazing soccer player, nine years old, and I keep the momentum with her. Go, 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 and I try not to uh, not to let it slack because it's like once you start slack, and then then you're losing time, and once you start getting older, then you realize how time how how fast time flies. So you start appreciating it more about not wasting time. So, What about diet? Like what do you, anything, do you have any concerns with diet and uh, uh, like other physical endurance exercises and treadmills and stuff like that or? or? Yeah, I, I believe in, in, in stamina endurance. That's just, that's my goal for all the dogs. I don't, If uh, all my dogs, all my dogs, I do a lot of frisbee work with them, a lot of bit frisbee, a lot of ball playing with them. Uh, of, of course, the frisbee I keep it low and fast, yeah, because it's some really nice straight sprints towards the frisbee and commit. It teaches them to commit. And uh, when it comes to diet, I've tried a lot of different diets: raw food, this, that. I have my own grinders. It's a pain in the ass when you have quite a few dogs to do it. So, uh, so I just stick to try to get some type of good, good dry food, food that you like that, that is good for your dog, that gives you good stools and everything is fine and, and just pretty much how, that's how it goes. 
do you so, so so you like in at least in in a lot of the beginning foundation stuff you do a lot of the feeding during the training but yes when when the dogs get more seasoned how often do they eat once a day twice a day how what a schedule well the uh I mean, when it's uh, like I said, it all depends on when I'm training. Mm, like I said, right. even monkey, if monkey's four years old. If I'm training something new that I need to do a few sessions a day, then he's going to eat in a few sessions a day because yeah. that's that's if I need to use it. Okay, if uh, like I said, nowadays I don't have to use that much of uh, food with him. But like if it's a new dog, then uh, a couple times a day, two or three times a day. Okay. Uh, if it's a new behavior, sometimes sometimes you want to break the behavior in five minutes because you're picking the behavior, the dog, the dog, you think that you ended up right there. So I'm going to end up the session and come back in a couple hours and, and, and follow through. So uh, it's uh, it varies a lot. It really doesn't, it yeah. doesn't have, it's, it's not said like a book. No recipe. Like one, yeah. It's just like, it varies and depends on, on what I'm doing. If it's a client dog, might I probably do three four times mm -hmm. yeah. three three four times short sessions really nice with the food and and it's done and then again I have to wean him out of the food that's 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 my main concern that's about the training. ultimate end goal yeah, right well, that's, the, that's, that's the ultimate I mean it in my opinion to have a trained dog is a dog that is trained a dog that doesn't need to have uh I mean when you train him you can use whatever any any kind of technique or correction technique you want to use but to say that my dog is trained is the dog. You don't need to have a collar, no collar, nothing. If the dog is trained, the dog responds to what you say. You can take him outside. You can do whatever you want, and and the dog listens to you like like uh, like like your partner. You know that's 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 when I call a train a dog that is trained that I don't have to be yelling at or nothing. Like if I need to open the door, let the dog in. Hey monkey, get on the sofa. Let the dogs in or whatever. Then okay. I release him or whatever. It's just like you can talk to a dog. That's when I call a fully trained dog that, that you can enjoy to the, to the max. What is a, um, a a breed that you feel that it's difficult to, to work with? Would there be a breed like that? There's a few. There's there's a few dogs that are not as easy as, as to train like like the regular uh, working dogs that we work with. How about um, the Nordic I, dogs like the huskies and and those you know dogs I've, i haven't had that much of a problem with huskies a lot of people have but uh, i personally haven't had a lot of issues with them uh, actually nothing that i can remember that it was really bad right uh uh yeah they can be a kind of a pain they ask chows akitas the chinese breeds like the shark and right, stuff right right they, they uh they have some issues uh some dogs they carry big uh, genetics like the Brazilian fila. I've had really good response with Brazilian filas, but but they're aggressive as fuck. Well. Yeah, see, they just have that in them. They want to kill kids, and it's not a myth. I've seen it many many times. So so uh, sometimes you you going against the, their genetics or what they are for. So so it can become a difficult sometimes difficult to manage certain uh, behaviors, but. Uh, but uh, in general, the, 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 the kind of those that I've seen that are kind of like stubborn, have been like the Chows, the, yeah. the Chinese, the, yeah. the, the, the Chinese Sharpays, the Akitas. Uh, I mean, they're trainable, but it, I've, I've noticed that they're just stubborn. There is, there is a limit to it with them, yeah. 
then again, they have not been mined. They have been clients, though. So we're talking about exactly a couple of months. What of happens if you have an eight month, eight week exactly. old? What if I have an eight week old puppy and I raise him to be what? So that's I couldn't exactly. I couldn't say I, I haven't had those. Exactly. That's always the nurture versus nature debate. That mm -hmm. it, it all it's a combo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A combination where, where like um when you were talking about your your boy and soccer and then you have the german name what where, what is your origin where do you what, what my father my father was german my mom was colombian i am colombian where where in colombia uh, barranquilla the coast okay mm -hmm. i i i was going there quite a bit i i have quite a few friends but it's been now, man, it's been at least 15 years I haven't Oh, yeah. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't been there in a long time, too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really liked it. I, I think I went three times, and I don't know if it was just the people I was with. Mm -hmm. um, man, I can't even think of the city. It's one of the kind of cool cities to go to. Well, probably Medellin or Cali. Cali, Cali. Cali, Cali. Cali's big. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah, we were supposed to go. We we're supposed to go in the beginning of this year because we we're going to shoot a, a, a movie with it. Mm. But uh, it got pushed, so now I'm waiting to see whatever happened to that. <clears throat> so it's been pushed actually for months, and months, and months. And then, uh, so. Uh, but it's really okay right now in Colombia. It's not. It's really good. It's right, really good. it's not bad at all right now. Not bad at all. A lot of people are moving. There. Yeah. A lot of people are moving there. It's some people. They say is a. It's like a heaven over there, they say. It's beautiful. Right? Yeah. Some places are like Medellin. It's like the weather is always nice. And, yeah. and uh, a lot of Americans, a lot of people from all over the world are moving there. It's not like it was before with all exactly. the drugs and, and, the, and the mafia and all this stuff. So I'm sure there still is, but it's, it's, it's everything is it's very modernized. Not right now. It's really pretty. And yeah. I remember my first, very first time I was doing a <laughs> seminar. It, it was... It was kind of crazy time still, I think, yeah. because we were in a, I mean, we were in some military base and we oh. were on a soccer field and, and we had, we had the, the army guys in each corner of the soccer field, like, yeah. I mean, full armor. Yeah. I'm like, man, this is so cool. <clears throat> but at the same time, it's like, well, it's cool. But if we need that, that means maybe we're not that safe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that was also the time when I, I went for a sports seminar and all of a sudden the army guys approached me and they're like, can you help us with detection? <laughs> and I didn't know much of detection. Like, you know, I'm like, man, I, I, I want to help you, but I don't know, you know. Somehow they convinced me. I ended up watching them do things. I'm like, mm -hmm. let me let me see what you do. Maybe I can pick up things and, and go from that. there, you know? And and that's all it took is from that point on it was a dog training scenario. Yeah. It was just behavior. Yeah, you see what they're doing, what, how they're acting and then exactly yeah. simple. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm but, supposed to I'm supposed to do a seminar over there to the to the uh, couple of police departments over there because we're gonna do a movie and then so then they called me to do a seminar and I was going to go while we were doing the movie. But uh, so 
now I'm waiting to this finish and then we go over there. And they were they really wanted me to take me over there because it's like I speak Spanish, so they were exactly. like, yeah, come on down. So so that they they were really so. Oh, maybe, that's going to be awesome. Different. That's going to be like yeah. all around a, a great experience. Yeah, so sometimes we might do it sometime this year if that movie goes. And it's going to be a cool movie. It's going to be Malinos. Oh, yeah. Man, Malinos are becoming such a, like, I, I, I like it and I don't. Like, I'm very conflicted about it. It's just such a popular dog right now. Yeah. I mean, every single dog trainer as a Malinois because it's almost like if you're a really good dog trainer and you don't have a Malinois, there is a question mark. I, I remember back at the time I, I, I would bring my dog and she was one of those that had a big white chest and white feet and, uh-huh. you know, and they're like, what is this? <laughs> and then I say the name of the breed and it became such a pain in the ass to explain what kind of dog I have and why do I have that dog and not the German Shepherd to where we are at the point that even any action movie, they will search you for, for it. Yeah. yeah. It, it, is, it has become the, the dog of the day and um, it's going to pay the price eventually, I'm sure. <laughs> It has yeah, to. The, yeah. The problem is there's way too many people breeding in backyards right now, and they're like, uh, so because I was actually looking for a friend of mine was looking for a puppy around here, but he wanted something not to pay too much money, so we started looking, and there were so many backyard breedings that they were ugly, and they were like in bad conditions, and I was like, oh, this shit is this, is not good. And a poorly bred Malinois is a trouble. I mean, yeah. it's a trouble. Mm-hmm. I like Miami, the whole like date city there. I mean, the, the shelters are full with Malinois right now. Yeah, there, there is more Malinois than, than any bully breeds and any bully mixes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're here too. They're here to get to find them. Yeah. <clears throat> very, very confusing times as far as. Yeah, they're, 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 I saw an ad a couple of days ago. They're breeding with pit bulls. Like oh. the ultimate Malinois, Malinois Pitbull makes. Like, really? You really Oof. need to put Pitbull in a Malinois? I'm going to have one. Uh, I'm going to have one of those little. I, I, I had that Yorkie for uh, 13 years, and ever since I haven't had a small dog. I'm thinking to get um, We had some, one of those Doodle and Charles Spaniel, some, like some, some designer little right. dog, little dog. Right. They send it for problems. He had big, I mean, he, he would like puke the food and then guard it for you. Mm-hmm, yes. I mean, just really kind of had both sides, super cute, super affectionate, and then very aggressive. Uh-huh. And he came for training and he wasn't, I mean, he just needed some normal structure in life it's like dude like don't do that like why why are you doing this <laughs> and and but i'm i'm thinking to get a little dog again and and have fun and do things but i know yeah. i'm not gonna teach any dog to sneeze again that was <laughs> <laughs> and i don't know if that was just my little your kid that just got so obsessed with it but I'm telling you, for years I felt so bad, and, and you don't reinforce it. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to pretend it's not happening. 
Uh -huh. It didn't matter to him. Like, every once in a while, he would be sitting, waiting, waiting, and we will meet the eyes, or he will just decide, and he will go, Papa. <laughs> I'm like, dude, like, why are you doing this? For forever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what they say sometimes. Don't, don't encourage a behavior if you don't want it, you know? Right. Yeah, that was a... I, that, what a lesson for me. What a lesson. Yeah. Now I have this one... Um, again, it came from Miami. Um, kind of Dutchy, Mali, little black dog. Mm -hmm. They were going to euthanize her because, like, some major OCD behaviors, like, just chasing cars, licking floors, <coughs> shadows, like, like a combo of everything you can think horrible. And I have her now for quite some time. I, I, and, and we stopped, like she's done with this. Like all of her obsessions are gone and now we are going into teaching her, you know, cool behaviors and tricks and I haven't tried to teach her to play dead mm -hmm. because she is, and, and I think I'm going to do it because if either it's going to work, I mean, it's going to work one way or another, but she is so intense, mm -hmm. like so crazy, like any, none of my Malinois come to the level of intensity she has. Really? Like she, she can play ball and she plays ball, like, you know, I mean, it's, it's off-the-roof crazy, but clear, like, very clear. And uh -huh. I'm like, I'm going to teach her to play dead. And then I'm like, man, I don't think I can teach her to play dead because she, she will <laughs> play dead and she'll be stiff, like, <laughs> like I wouldn't be able to do this to her, right? What, what do I do? Give me a tip here. Or I just go with it and see where she goes with it, or what? Yeah, that's easy. Play dead is just like a down position. No big deal. Actually, I, li I like to teach play dead like, like with intensity. Actually, if a doctor has that like, type of intensity, it's good because like you can teach him to really play dead. You know, so sometimes you say play dead. The, so the end result, you know, when, when like, like I, had, I did it with a few other dogs to where I, after they play dead, I kind of make them relax to where you, you know, they're yeah. really... I don't think she can do go that far. Oh, but, you, but you don't need to. You just the play dead is the 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 play just dead. The drop. Like, yeah, like Lucy, the, the the doodle that I have that I say play. Like when I shoot her, she jumps back and she she actually bars. She goes whoa, bang, and she just slams against like totally dead. You know, like and then that's that's the fun part. You don't you don't need to take any farther than that. But if you want to, you can. But just. Yeah. But it uh, looks like it has a, it's a nice little duchy there. It's, it's nice crazy. Energy. Yeah, I was, and now she's, you know, I don't even think about rehoming her or anything. She, she just loves me and she loves everybody here. And Oh, it's your dog. You kept it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, oh, I, I, it was just a <laughs> challenge for me. I took her, she was going to be euthanized. And uh -huh. I'm like, let me, let me give it a try. There's a challenge, yeah. I, I love challenges. That's, 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 that's one of my things. Yeah. Oh, it's just the challenge of can it be done? And it was yeah. interesting one because you, you know, <clears throat> like originally I, I even I wanted to to work with her with a veterinary animal behaviorist and 
put her on meds if they wanted to, whatever. Mm-hmm. And that didn't, it, it just wasn't working for me. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, we changed her just because like all of her OCD ended up channeling into play. And just something else. Yeah. Right, exactly. So it's not like I cured the OCD, I just moved it to something this, acceptable. Right? That's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no challenges. I, I changed, I, one of the biggest challenges, probably the biggest I ever had in dog training was that I know this lady that she likes to rescue dogs and so on. And uh, so <clears throat> up here in the, in the hills of Pasadena Hills, there were there was a pack of uh, wild dogs, mm. okay. But they were wild. I'm talking. They were born in the and they were in the, in the woods, and they they come and eat from the trash from the from the from the shopping centers, and they go back to the woods, <clears throat> totally wild. And the uh, the town uh, was going to get him, and they were going to kill him. They were going to euthanize him. So this lady got mobilized to try to get him, <clears throat> and she was only able to catch one female. She was like a Dobie mix, kind of like a Dobie color, but she was definitely mutt. <clears throat> and uh, they were able to uh, tranquilize her, put her in a crate, so clearly out, and she brings it to me for training. And I'm like, okay, this is a challenge. This, yes. this is a real challenge. I mean, this is a fucking, like a wolf, like a crazy dog out there. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it turns out that she wasn't aggressive at all. It was more of a terrifying dog. You know, so I got her, I had her in a crate. She will poop and shit in the crate and everything else. I couldn't get her out of there because she was so shaken. <clears throat> then I was able to put the crate on a kennel and get her out of the crate. So the dog is in the kennel. And I would just go and, and sit with her and just talk to her and just chill, ignore her. Little by little, she started becoming that I could feed her by hand and so on. Long story short, a couple months out the line, I was able to start obedience with her, taking her on the leash and take her out to, but it had to be at nighttime, late at nighttime, because this dog couldn't see, hear cars, sounds, nothing. It was just like, had to be late at night. <clears throat> I was able to take her on a leash and walk her just like a normal dog, sensitive normal dog with foods and rewards and all this, blah, blah, blah. Take it out on the sidewalk. And uh, the funny part about this dog is like, if she would hear a car or a truck, she would go completely flat on the ground. Like like camouflage, like like just like go like this, like camouflage completely, wow. and wait until it will go by, and then slowly we'll get up and go. Uh, really crazy wild dog. Long story but short, but like like terrified, not stalking, but yeah, just like a wild animal yeah, that is totally yeah yeah. Long story short, it came out good. Couple months later, obedience starts slowly taking him out, get introduced to cars, to people, blah blah. blah. She actually came out nice. It was nice obedience. It was happy dog. The tail was wagging. It's, it's a really nice, happy story, blah, blah, blah. And now my friend is like, okay, I have somebody that, that is going to adopt her, right? And I'm like, okay, does he know about dogs or anything? And he's like, I don't know. He's, he lives in Florida. So the guy flew from Florida. He's a 30-some-year-old guy. He's never had a dog in his life. And I'm like, oh, shit. So I'm working with the guy, explaining how everything goes and blah, blah, blah. Just 
and pretty much just praying that everything goes well, you know, because he's flying his dog to Miami. You know? yeah, so she like can, a, she I'm can thinking, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking all this and this is the trauma and all that. And uh, so he flew to Miami and I heard that the dog was doing good, that everything was good. And then the guy moves from Miami to New York. Wow. And there's like tons of people in cars and everything. And long, long story short, a beautiful ending. Perfect, perfect. The dog turned out to be a nice dog in Miami, in New York, with a new owner, and uh, so it was awesome. It was what just a like, story, yeah. but but it was a really really cool story, and uh, and it was fun. It was really fun. Yes, it was very interesting trying to teach her to to work with him. It was really really. Cool. Yeah, these are. I think as a dog trainers, we need we need this kind of. Uh, it. it breaks our patterns also and it changes and it makes us dig a little deeper into what we know and what we can and it's uh, I, I find it very rewarding to, to do yeah. like, I mean one thing yeah like I mean I've been doing this for like I said over 40 years and I learn every time every time I'm, learn, I'm teaching a new dog new things or whatever I'm learning I don't know at all if somebody says they know it all, I don't know. They might, but I don't. I don't know it all. No. I learn and I keep learning and I got to keep an open mind because I can see a little kid doing something with the dog that, huh, that, that clicks. You have to keep an open mind. And then this is, that's the fun part of it. It's just that you're never, I mean, if you know it all, then why keep it up? You know, the, the idea is to learn and, and enjoy the ride. You know? So that's. I'm going to send you a video of my dog playing that see where I go with that yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's easy it's do you really travel do, I mean no no I I mean yeah like I it's, it's not it's like easy. the first time they I love, just they love doing this they love flapping that's one of the easiest like things. with her it like, would be interesting if he likes to play ball it's awesome because it's gonna oh, really drop yeah it's gonna drop do you Come back to Florida sometimes, or? Uh, and I haven't been in Florida in a long time. We've been meaning to go to Florida because we have a, a my wife's nephew's kid. They want us to be there. Got got parents, so mm. we need to go there, baptize this kid one of these days. But we haven't been able to go lately. Uh, How is it the, to go places with all the dogs? How does that work out? Do you have people? Yeah, yeah, yeah I have. Uh, I have a couple of people. They're big sitters. They come and stay in my house and they take take, take care of the dogs, let them in and out and stuff, and stuff like that. Yeah. What is the next thing you have coming up? What or do you mean? The, like any any project you're working on? or, or Like I said, this this movie is probably the, the, the best Columbia. one that we're waiting for now. Yeah. Nice. It's a, it's a, <clears throat> it's a true story. It was about a, a drug dog in Colombia. That uh, is a, you can read about it. Her name was Sombra, Shadow, and uh, the dog was a super sniffer. This dog was nailing all these shipments of, of coke. Mm -hmm. So I mean, it's like there was nothing was going by, by this dog, and, and they put a price on the dog, and, and the handler and the dog and everything else because it's like so. <clears throat> that's what the whole movie is about. Nice. It's about they, they made a story about the whole thing about the dog and this. So it's gonna be really cool. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. So uh, it's an American or, or Colombian movie? 
<clears throat> it's American. Or some collaboration. Chai Colombia, yeah. yeah. Is a, the production company is, uh, is, is, is really well known. They've done a lot of movies all over the place. Cool. So, and, and actually, they just they finished two movies in Colombia. And they did uh, the some of the producers are the ones that produced that movie that just came out. It's been now uh, Sound of Freedom. Yeah. Yeah, the, the three of the producers are the producers of this movie. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was I think cool that's movie. one of the reasons why actually movies slow down right now because they, it, it went really big. So they're traveling all over the world and openings and stuff like that. So I think that's why this movie's a little bit stolen right now. That makes sense. Because <clears throat> Sounds of Freedom, that turned out to be like a special movie for sure. Man, anything, any advice for new trainers? For new trainers? <clears throat> Never stop learning. Never stop lear learning and... Uh, And like we say, like like everybody has always said forever, is like you have to have the patience, the patience, the commitment, and stuff like that. And it's true. I mean, it's like we hear all the time for many years, like, oh, you're a doctor and you must have a lot of patience. And, and that's the truth. That's, that's, that's a true fact. We need to have the patience to to get the job done. And, and uh, if you're consistent and not put a timeline into when I need to finish this, then it's, it will be a success because the dog is going to get there you know it could take three days or three weeks or three months but when the dog gets there it's going to be a success because because that's where you were going to take him with the the best way you could you know it's not going to be a rush a rush product a project that the dog is going to get there intimidated or because you pushed right and if it's not going to get there move to another another i know you know sometimes it's better just to drop one because you're not getting there whatever and work on something else and then you when you come back to this then the dog already has a foundation and then you can go to the finish line with it. So. Yeah, that's a very, very good tip. Because, uh, <clears throat> yeah, just as we talked and about... And, and, of course, always respect for the animals. You know, that's, that's, that's a must. But I guess that goes all together anyways. And, yeah, uh, the respect them. for animals, it's a, such a huge thing and it's mainly becomes very confusing nowadays of, of uh, you know, the whole battle between the all positive and the balance yeah. and then like it's almost un well, I mean everybody's going to do what they're going to you know we, we're going to work at, in my opinion the positive and the negative has to be as close as possible because we need like we were explaining we we need to cre uh, create a clear understanding for the dog to get where you where we're teaching uh, all positive maybe in the, in the real in the perfect world with the perfect dog maybe might be possible it might take it six years or a year or whatever might be possible but but realistically it's not going to be it's not something that you're going to be able to tackle if you have dogs with major issues like dog aggression people aggression and so on so so i think the the to put a, a realistic uh negative reinforcement on the dog when when then i think it's very very important you know but right like i said i've, I've had people that tell me that they only want their dog to be trained positive as a positive. Oh, that's very common. Yeah. Yeah. So they, okay, but the, you know what? I'm not going to say no. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to take money. If somebody else can do a positive, totally positive reinforcement training on the dog, is going to do it. I can do it too, but I'm going to be realistic and I'm going to tell them this, this is going to be a limitations. Yeah. I can do it. I can lure the dog and you can lure any dog to be happy and with food or whatever. But, but I thought this, that's how you're going to keep doing it. And that's how, that's the only way that your dog is going to respond. 
if for course if somebody comes to me and says that it has an aggressive dog and they want me to train it only positive, I'm gonna tell you you already your mind is not gonna happen. Go go find somebody else. But if it's just the basic stuff that they want to do positive, that's fine. I'll take your money, I'll train your dog, and I'll tell you what the expectations of this training is gonna be at the end of the month. You know, so. Yeah, and sometimes what happens is actually very interesting because then then the I, I think a lot of people are just so in a good way making sure that their dog is taken care of and it's not abused and it's not suppressed like it's not mm-hmm. afraid of its shadow which is horrible dog training to, to even talk about but after they get that assurance that you're going to take care of the dog and that you're going to do the right for the dog then I find pretty soon they're like well what else can we do can we can we speed it up or can we make it better or can we and and you f- i find that the the owners themselves once they feel comfortable they're like okay let's let's advance now they, yeah, now they know before right. they didn't know before right. they heard crap you know so they, they were Bring that, bring the wash by by hearing stuff. So they, that's what they thought it was. And uh, but then when they understand, understand like, no, that's not how it really goes. Then then they're more open minded and they can do a bit. They can get a better result with their dogs. So. Omar, where do they find you? Anybody uh, that wants to? I'm in LA. <laughs> Omar uh, training with training with Omar is my website. Training with Omar dot com. Uh, We're gonna put yeah. it on the comments also. Yeah, and then uh, the uh, my my Facebook and and, uh, and Instagram Omar Van Mueller, both of them actually. And uh, the new Facebook page is uh, Monkey Omar Monkey. Ah uh, yeah, Omar Monkey. That's the one that I did. I'll tell you a quick story about this shit. Stupid fucks. Um, the uh, I never monetized Facebook or Instagram. I was like, okay, whatever. You know, I know a lot of people are making money and so on. So maybe you can help me with this. <clears throat> so I went to uh, Facebook, and they say to monetize Facebook, you need to have a business page and this and that, ten thousand subscribers, so many hours and so on, right? So I said, let me give it a shot. So I started uh, in the beginning of the year in December. Mm-hmm. So I said, start pumping videos, uh, reels, yeah, because they ads, ads on reels. So start putting ads on reels, right? Boom, boom! I hit the tip. I, I was like, fuck, because I thought that I could, I could use the, uh, the followers from the other page, but you can't. It has to be a new one. So I'm like, oh, I mean, start all over again. So, anyways, long story short, I start hitting it hard. Put some videos like every other day. Boom, 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 boom. Right away, went from ten thousand to twenty thousand to fifty thousand to. To 100,000 followers and so on. <clears throat> Start making anywhere from 500 bucks to 7,500 bucks a month, like that, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. and then I can be monetized. Zero, bang, killed it. And I'm like, what the fuck happened here? I was flagged by assholes oh, that figure right. that that figure that training a dog is is not natural and this and that and blah blah blah. So, long story short, right now. With the amount of followers that I have, that I got demonetized about three, four months ago. With the amount of followers and views that I have, I had like 100 million views in, in the past couple of months. I could be making anywhere from thirty to $40,000 a month with the reels. Yeah. And, 
and totally got demonetized. I went through all the support and talked to people, wrote all kinds of things. I cannot sue Facebook. Uh, there's all kinds of things that I went through to try to figure this shit out, and it couldn't happen. That uh, is dead. And oh. the thing is that the thing is that the uh, when they when you're flagged, the you get the bad comments from people. Oh no, this guy's uh, the dog's riding a skateboard. So that's totally unnatural. That he probably was beaten in the head by by somebody in the head or whatever. Right? So anyway, so people will, will put bad comments like that, right? But Facebook reads it. The computer reads it. There's not humans. Correct. So there's not a human that can review the video and say, you're full of shit. So I talked to a lot of support, and they told me, they said, that really sucks what they're doing to you. The support told me that. But the support only manages advertising. The ads and advertising, stuff like that. There's nothing that can take you straight to talk to somebody about the monetization and how unfairly we get demonetized. Yeah. So that's the end of it. So if somebody out there knows, let me know. Yeah. I even talk to lawyers. I talk to lawyers and it's it's impossible to sue them. Like you when you when you look at a dog doing things, you know if the dog likes doing that or it doesn't. Mm-hmm. But that's the that's a narrative and and it's a, they they are very quick to Attack. Oh, yeah. Like no, very attack quick. I've, I've, I've gotten attacks like this for many years, and I never answered to them because I didn't give a fuck. I mean, it's like people tell me, like, the dog has been forced uh, to to sit pretty for 10 seconds. Like, it's not natural. It's going to break the dog's uh, spinal cord or, I mean, name it, and right. they said it, and I've read it. But I never answered to them because it's like, why am I going to start a fight with somebody that's so freaking ignorant? You know, but when it came to the, to the monetization, it bugged me up big time because it's like they cut me out. So it's like, okay, I'm gonna keep doing the freaking videos, and I don't make money. I don't care. But I'll do the videos. Fucking. It's a very you know. different way how it's, but the, but there is no knowledge and education, and and they, a lot of those people, they think they're doing the right thing. Oh, yeah. They think they are saving dogs' lives like that. Yeah. Um, it's, 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 it's like PETA. It's the same, same crap. Yeah. PETA kills more dogs than anybody else in the world, and, and they act like they are saving dogs. They're not saving dogs. They're making tons of money. I tell you stories like I, you know, again, that takes me way back in my childhood living in Bulgaria, and the gypsies, they used to have the bears the dancing bears, you know? I mean, they would have the ring on the nose and they would put like a hot uh, um, metal plate and they will be playing some instrument and it looks like the bear is dancing. Exactly, yeah. Now, that you cannot compare to a dog wanting to, to have fun. Like, you just cannot compare it. But that's what it's turning into. That's just the world out there. That's how it is. I mean, there's a lot of abuse in dog training. There's a lot of oh yeah, in the, the tricks and tricks. I've seen, I've seen a lot of Chinese dogs doing some crazy stuff. That, but they, but they don't care if they have to put tags on the dogs' paws for the dogs to walk to be on their hind legs and stuff like that. They'll yeah. do it. They don't, they don't care. But that doesn't mean that everybody's that way, you know. So, yeah, and and 
really like ultimately you can see just as you say like they they, they actually the dogs feel like they they are part of the family and have a purpose and they're like doing things with you and it I mean it's as cool as it can be mm-hmm. and looking at from a totally different lens trying to find so much negativity about it mm-hmm. it's a uh, this is the problem where we are today and hopefully we change something because um, <coughs> we're not going to have dogs if we don't like you're just going to end up being to where oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's bad out there it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty bad I mean it's just like the uh, the animal rights like against dogs like to do anything even for studio work they're big into it right. like the studio work if they if anything that they see now people are recording and they're fixing stuff they're editing stuff to make it look bad and so on so it's like it's it's, it's pretty ugly but we, then again, it's a huge world, and we got to live with it, and we got to do our part, try to fix some, and, and that's about it. Like if somebody spends half a day watching you train, it will change their mind. It will absolutely change their mind. <laughs> yeah, but they just but that's that. not what people do today. Yeah, we are yeah, scrolling, yeah. flipping, yeah. and getting yeah, angry like, like i say when when i get these comments it's like i could answer back to the comment and say no it's not that way we do it this way. but can you imagine it's like they'll fight back and then somebody else will fight back and it's just like it goes crazy so it's like uh let's just let them think what they can what can we do there's a lot of people they just grew up that way that's what they think yeah you can't change it that's a bad way to leave the podcast to it. <laughs> give me, give me some cool story. Cool stories. Uh, let me see. Cool stories. Cool stories. Do you do any like a uh, um, like what is a, a a trick that almost every dog really enjoys it, and it's not hard to be trained for people just to. There's, there's, there are many, 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 many. Right. But like I was telling you, it's something that I like teaching, teaching my dogs is spinning, going left and going right because they, they, it's like a dancing thing that they just love doing, and uh, so it's just like you tell them go, go spin to the left, spin to the right, or just turn around in circles, and this is they love it. All my dogs love it. They yeah. jumping, bounce, bouncing up and down. Those are those are behaviors that are. Motivate motivation be, uh, behaviors like jumping up and down, speaking, turning up. Uh, the retrieving. I love the retrieving because I teach my dogs to catch anything or anything. I don't care what what size or how small or how big or or if it's metal or if it's wood or whatever. This this always had. They're always having fun with it because it's it's, yeah. it's just how it is. And the, and then you can use it on so many things. It's not even funny. Man, I'm so glad we finally got to talk about this stuff. I know, man. We haven't talked in a long time. I can't remember last time I saw you. Yeah. It's probably when you were in California like 20 years ago. Probably. Who knows? I know, you know what, like, uh, I don't know, was a couple of years ago. You, I don't even know how it came. You showed me, um, I don't know, was it Monkey? Who, there was a, a bottle. And there was a what? A bottle. Like a, a bottle, and, and he was 
putting the oh. stick. I can't remember what it was, but almost it almost looked like it was a like a cognitive, like the dog actually intelligently was doing something human-like, you know. And it was a totally chain behavior. You 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 broke it down for me on a, on the messages afterwards. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I can remember. Yeah, that was a few years ago, but that was, uh, that was kind of the last time. And ever since, I, I got busy. And the one that I, it probably was probably Jumpy's drinking from the bottom, maybe? I have to send, I have to, I don't even know if I can find it. It looks so, it looks so cool. There's a lot. I like the, I like the one, the dog picking up the shit. That's pretty cool. Have you seen that one? Yeah. Oh, you can, you have endless like you have just endless videos of of dogs doing things and uh, but that that's my point like you cannot make a dog like you can make it but you can see if the dog enjoys or the dog does not you can like you you don't need to be a dog trainer to see if the dog wants to do or the dog is made to do it yeah, any 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 of any of the videos or the behaviors that I'm doing with my dogs is like I need to be the one who, who I don't need people to tell me that the dog is not having fun. I know that the dog is not having fun. So if I see that, that the dog is not enjoying it for whatever, like I said, I move to something else. Right. Or I try to figure out a way to to motivate him that it's okay to enjoy that that what I'm teaching and it's fine and it's, it's and it's fun. So. Well, you're it's for sure huge inspiration for a lot of people watching. And, and ultimately, I think it's a very, very good contribution to make, to inspire people to do things with their dogs. Dogs mm-hmm. want to do things, you know. They, there is no one dog that's happy just sitting on the couch and walking around the block in the morning and in the evening. That's, that's just not there's no meaning in their lives like that, you know? And, and I, I know a lot of people look up to you, so it's a very cool thing what you're doing, and we keep watching you. That's all I'm saying. So keep keep it up. Keep it going, and then for everybody out there, keep trying, keep going. Keep training, keep training, and enjoying doing it. That's, that's the main thing. That's just... Cool, there's no reason why to rush it. There's no reason why to. Uh, there's no reason why to think that you cannot do it. That's probably one of the one of the biggest uh, advice that I can give. Because I get that a lot. A lot of people tell me, "There's no way I can do that. Only you can do it." Bullshit. You can do it. Yeah. You, just, anybody can do it. It's just a matter of focusing and doing it the right way. And sometimes Not, you need help, and but but you offer help. You offer advice. And, and you start with little things, just like, you know, a kid that you're going to teach skiing. You, you don't put them on the black slope, you know. You, little increments yeah. of challenges. Yeah. It all has the beginning, the middle, the end, everything. Right. You push to the end, maybe you're not going to do it. Maybe you were right from the beginning. But if you have the patience and the ideas and learn how to do it, it's doable. It's all doable. And uh, most of all, what is most important is to have the right dog, to teach the right dog, to have the right attitude and, and have the right bonding and, and communication with the dog. And then it's all possible. If you don't, because there are some people that they really don't have 
communication with the dog and they want to accomplish certain things and the dog is in la la land or, or not paying attention because they're not connected you know you have to connect before you, you can do that's what i'm saying the, that's where the 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 petrics actually force you to challenge yourself how to interact in a very cool way with your dog and they understand they understand almost like humans it's really incredible what they can do so i mean i get surprised i've been doing it for many years and sometimes it just surprised me how fast they catch on to new stuff that that like like for example the batting let me give you an example you see monkey here the back yep. of the ball yep five minutes wow that's all it took because he had separate behaviors already right Yeah, yeah, but he had he has the bat and he wants the ball. Okay? So I started messing with the ball with a little string and he wants to drop the bat to get the ball. And I said, No, you don't drop the bat. He knows that he has to have it. So he's getting upset and he's getting frustrated and he starts shaking his head and he, that's what I want. So when he starts shaking his head and reward him, he's like, Yeah, that's what I want. No no toys, no 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 uh, yeah. no food or nothing. It's just the, the, the ball with the, with the string that I have here. And I kept throwing it at him and messing with him. And then he's like, Paul, it hits it. And yeah, that's what I want. And then he do it again and again and again. And it's just. And the next thing five, you know, it's like, let's five go. Five minutes, he was hitting every good ball. Wow. That's all he did. Wow. Five minutes. He was like, and it's like, wow, that's awesome. And then you take it to a next, next level. You know, then you start doing it from the distance, stay on your place, and then you take it to a next level where, where you can do it much better. So, but the initial the initial understanding came like that. So. If you don't try, you don't know. That's, that's how it goes. So next time I'm coming, you're not going to come to Florida, obviously, but when I get to California, I'm going to check with you and stop by. Let we, check we, with me. We'll go it, have dinner or something. It's time to do that. It's time. Yeah, it's time. I might go to Florida. Oh, you might go to Wait, But you're in Northern Florida, right? Yeah, I'm in near Tampa. Okay. I'm oh, between, I got, I got yeah. family in Tampa, actually. Yeah. I am? Well, I mean, mm -hmm. any time, but I have a feeling that it's going to be me coming to L.A. <laughs> That's good. Come on down. Cool, my man. Thank you for, for the conversation. Hopefully that was enjoyable for everybody. And uh, yeah, go check Omar and his dogs. It's absolutely amazing. The interaction and the feeling that he has with dogs. It, it's a must see. So. Thank you, my friend. Sayonara. Talk to you later and uh, keep training. Okay. Yes, we go back to training. That's what we do. That's what we do. <laughs> Take okay. care, man.